Are you ready? Can't crush us. It don't really get no better than this. The podcast that you're looking for. If you're really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom, bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the Dumpster. We choke slamming everybody. Power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah. This the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crush a nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. This is former WWE superstar Duke, the dumpster, Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. Hello. Welcome back to Can Crushers. Yeah, we return. Hello. Hope everybody had a great two weeks off. Merry Christmas and, well, hell, you guys are going to be celebrating it before we come back. Happy New Year! Yeah, happy fucking New Year, everybody. Here, I'll get it out of the way right away. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the holiday season. Uh, you know, I think I think we've had better ones, or at least <laughs> some of us some of us have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. Thanks for uh, the little shuffle that we couldn't do. Ask can crushers because I'm going to go first. We, yeah, go I, for everybody it. is, there's some people that follow me normally, normally, whatever. Listen, this has been, this will be a train fucking wreck because I just got done calling three basketball games, <laughs> literally rolled in. I had the wife have the light on the computer on in a liquid death setting here to record. We're late at night. It's the only time we can squeeze it in. So let's fucking go. Happy, 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 happy. Um, if this was December 15th, not so happy, happy, happy. What are you laughing at? Are you dying? I'm joking. Oh, fuck. I'm better. Uh, I, that water went down the wrong tube, but yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's just get everybody caught up. December 14th, you guys heard a spotlight with Shelby Waters. Awesome. Amazing spotlight. The next day, I'm on the back of the garbage truck. I got a stomach ache. It's snowing. It's raining. It's misting. It's shitting all over the place. We get the route done. Mark's like, I'm piecing out. Mark pieces out. Come home, showers, and kind of just like starts laying around. Doubles over on the couch. Okay. Mm. Wife looks at me because I've had a stomach ache now for approximately a month. Jenks can attest. Yeah. To this. I can bring the wife down right now. She can attest to this. Stubborn, stupid. But I thought maybe I just did something. Lo and behold, did I do something? We go to the hospital and there's like, you're pretty doubled over, pretty bad. I said, yeah. I said, I either, I either have a hernia or my appendix is going to blow. I skipped triage. I skipped the little room in the ER, and they sent me right to a CAT scan. Jenks is now getting ne- te- text messages from my wife 
Yeah. Holy shit, his mind's being blown. I'm worrying like shit, because holy fuck. Right. I, I was scared because I didn't know what the hell was going on. But go on. Come back. The guy in the CAT scan is like, this appendix is already gone. <laughs> Roll me back into the ER. Now it's the waiting game for the doctor to get done the surgery that he's doing to roll my ass into the OR. Mm. And it's a Martinez curse. And I'm sorry to say it like this, but the person that he's having surgeries on, he's having complications in that surgery, delaying me getting into the (laughs) OR. So I'm getting antsy. Knowing that the appendix is already ruptured, who knows how long? Mm. Literally, who knows how long? So there's a possibility I'm dying. And if you think I'm fabricating this, you can legit talk to Jenks, the wife, next him. I'll bring the wife on next week to to tell everybody this is what's going on. So I could be dead. I could be dead. Finally roll into the OR, 630 at night. As I'm rolling in. The nurse is like, honey, this is only an hour thing. You're good to go. And she turns on the drugs. And I don't remember anything. Until it's midnight when I'm rolling back into my room to spend the night. And they're like, you don't know how lucky you are. And I'm like, what happened to my life? Where did six hours go? What the fuck's going on? Yeah. Appendix, colon, in a power wash is what I heard the first night is what happened to me on the inside. Could have died. I'm all right from the appendix. Found out the wife and the doctor have schemed to hide something from me until a couple days later. Another nurse asked, hey, honey, your mom has done this whole thing like 15 years ago. And then the nurse is like, did you get your cancer results yet? what are you talking about what cancer results oh no I probably shouldn't have said anything so now I'm awake the whole next that whole night because she came in at like 8 o'clock I'm up until the wee hours of morning when the the wife comes over and doctor comes back over I look at both of them and I'm like um you two gonna tell me something what's going on they both know instantly that shouldn't have said anything. Shouldn't have tried to hide it. Guys. And I'm all in good spirits because on December 23rd, after I get kicked out of the hospital, because I had then eaten and done everything that I needed to do. I do get the results back. I am cancer free. We just left Petco and the doctor called me. So we had a great cry. Kelly and I in the hot, in the parking lot of Petco for about five minutes of a relief because if you know me personally and my family personally, we have had every type of cancer and I'm not joking from brain cancer to toe cancer. So my chances of getting cancer on my mom's side are a million to a million, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a one for one type of deal thing. So that was wearing on me and uh, a couple nights of, Listen, I'm going to be gross. I'm going to be gross because we're going to get into the crushes and I'm going to rock this goddamn podcast today. So um, from either end, puke, shit, runny nose, runny ears. There there was a night that I was just 
if it was an orifice, something was coming out of it. But the following day, I started doing stuff Mark's way. I didn't have to do. I got. I have not been on drugs. Not those drugs. I have not been on <laughs> drugs uh, for about a week and a half now, and I feel good. I really do feel good. I lost my little vacuum pump that I got sent home with as of today, recording today. And I decided, screw it, I'm going to go back to basketball today. And I get to go back to work Monday just to drive. So Christmas miracle, horrible Christmas, but I'm alive. And it's probably time to change my lifestyle. Yeah. A little bit. 45, a hell of a cancer scare. Uh, Skull, Redman, and all of those will not be getting any money anymore. I am now on black leaf snuff. And it's just to get get ready. Here come the jokes from the peanut gallery. It's to get my oral fixation out of the way for a while. And then I hope I'm not doing those either. I yeah. hope I'm going to turn into Lou Ferrigno. Not far. <laughs> but yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you for everybody who reached out personally and through emails and everything because you saw videos and everything. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I love you. That means the world that, listen, I'm a podcaster, and I don't know you personally, but some of the letters and everything you guys sent are awesome. Thank you. If that deterred everybody from calling in and doing your crushy awards, Mark the Mark hates you, but I love the notes and everything you sent me. And Jenks, I love you for keeping my head where it needed to be over a couple days. I love you, too, uh, of course. That's what I'm here for. Support you and everything you need. Uh, thank you for everybody that reached out to you as well. But at the end of the day, we all love you, Mark. Even if you're just a podcaster that does this twice a week with the spotlights and rambling on with me co- incoherently, you're loved, you're respected, and we care about well, you. I don't know about respected. I respect you. Oh, I mean, okay. come on. You know, oh, that's trick, maybe. maybe hat trick. Uh, he didn't respect you enough to call in though, but, uh, we'll throw that. We'll be joking, joking wise. I'm not, (laughs) but I'm just glad you're back. I'm glad you're doing better. You're on the up and up and you're moving right along. You, I was surprised how long it took you to get back, but having other operations going on, but for the other surgeon and that, that makes sense. When I had my appendix scare, they it took them eight hours to just see me beforehand so i was literally in the waiting room for eight hours really? yeah and then they finally tested me and it was 11 30 at night they were like oh god we got to do something and that's when they took me back so i'm thankful you got it handled even though it took a little bit longer to get back there you got it taken care of within a reasonable amount of time but yours did say- first prior did it no, but it was about to. So where it was at was I was actually three days, the Sunday night. So I had it taken out on Wednesday. The Sunday night was when I spiked the fever and the stomach pain started. And it got progressively worse to Wednesday where I was double over. I was barely moving or doing anything. All I remember that day was sitting there trying to watch the Big East tournament, conference tournament, mm-hmm. basketball, the Big East. And watching Cusin, I think UConn was playing in the afternoon or something like that. But, yeah, so then I went to the hospital. Eight hours later, they're like, oh, shit, we got to take this out. And then 
they did something about it. So I'm just glad they got you back. They recognized that, hey, this is serious. We have to do something quickly. Took some time for the doctor, but man, oh, man. That was scary night. I was I I remember I purposely I was saying up because I'm a people. I'm a old man. I go to sleep kind of early. But I remember I was staying up because I was like, I need to hear back that you're at least fine. And then when Kelly texted me, I think it was 1130 or something like that at night. I'm like, thank God, because I was worried. I was just worried sick that whole day because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was happening with you. We were talking back and forth, but I'm just glad everything worked out. And you're here now getting ready to do some crush rewards and fucking get ready to do the garbage truck again and make you try to return the basketball. Yeah. But wait, let's talk about now you made your triumphant return to basketball. Was there, you know, streamers? I would have thrown a party for you. Some uh, big entrance pop fireworks pyro. People are actually shocked. I'm not gloating, patting myself. They're like, are you really back or are you just back for it's a tournament this weekend? It's the El County holiday tournament. So it's a big to do in El County. So I would never miss that. Like, even if I had to bring Kelly named my vacuum Monty. For some reason, I, I don't know why. So even if I had to bring Monty with me, I was going to this fucking tournament because this is my favorite thing for basketball until we get into playoffs and everything. So I was going at least to sit there like the old man in the front row and, you know, with sweatpants on. Yeah. Today, I put on a pair of jeans for the first time in two weeks. I am not a jeans guy, but you know how much it was nice to put on jeans because it's another step to normalcy. Yeah. Right? Fuck that. For the four games tomorrow, I'm wearing shorts. It was so goddamn hot in that gymnasium. I'm stupid. I should have known better. <laughs> Your mind's still not in the right place from the surgery. <laughs> no, not at all. I thought, all right, I'm going to go back to do. But. Coaches had, had heard because the other guys at the radio station were like, we don't know, we're not sure if we're going to be able to stream this because this is what happened to Mark and da 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 da. So, like, coaches came up, they're like, are you really, are you going to push this or what? I'm like, dudes, listen, I lost my pump today. I'm all in. I do need extra water and extra food. Still trying to balance out life and, like, not overeating, not undereating. So right. not going to lie. I got a little woozy in between game one and game two because I didn't have anything by me. Again, the whole day has just been doctor back to work to give my, okay, I'm allowed to go back to work to the real boy job. Head back over to the basketball game. Oh, shit, the game started. Mark doesn't have a drinks up here for anything for game one. All right, the game went real quick. Oh, they're starting game two ahead of time. Okay, cool. Let's go. Mark doesn't get a drink for this one. Time out. I see a kid. I send the kid to get me something to eat and drink just so I have something to munch on during the game. Da, 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 da. And then game three goes in overtime. And now we're here where we bumped our recording time essentially two hours, 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, I was flexible. I'm totally off this week. So I had nothing going on. So <laughs> actually, uh, but yeah, that was good. I mean, you got to remember now. Do you just get it from the concession stands, or are you going to pack something going forward? Well, today or... I did concession stand because I'm an idiot. But okay. I know that I can't – tomorrow I can't spend eight hours there again eating pizza and stuff like that. So yeah. I need to be, snar- snart, be smart and bring 
you know, maybe a granola bar. Yeah. Or you like, I'll buy water there or Gatorade. Um, yeah. Trying not to drink pops either, you know, just something like that. But yeah, I, I, I'm really, I, again, I'm not turning into Lou Ferrigno, but I'm just going to be smarter about everything because this was a major scare for me. It really was. Um, I think it'd be a major scare for anybody. Uh, and having to carry around the money in the bank briefcase for two weeks is not was, ideal. Uh, yeah, they get to set it down at least during the matches. Yeah, right. The thing was a like a hose attached to me. Sleeping was miserable. Like I slept on the couch. Not that I don't mind sleeping on the couch, but when you're forced to sleep on the couch, oh, it sucks. Yeah. It's, when you fall asleep just randomly on the couch, it's the best sleep of your lifetime. Yep. So that's that me. How is your stuff? Well, but by the way, how is your Christmas? And then I want to tell you about some of the things that I got for Christmas. Okay. Then I'll save my Christmas list too. I got to pull it up because I took a picture. Oh, I have it over here. But uh, my two weeks has been. As you're talking, I'm going to get them. So I'm listening. Yeah, you go, go for it. Uh, my Christmas has been pretty good these past two weeks. I guess we'll start. Uh, I took this past week off, just enjoying finally a vacation week and a half. I've been off since last Thursday, just enjoying life in general. Uh, outside of that, just bebopping along, nothing too crazy. Family get-togethers, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and uh, ended up going to see the girlfriend today. And it, it's been a lot. It's been a big day today. Went down to Meadville to see the girlfriend. Went to was late getting back to my mom's house, moving out furniture from there. So we were moving furniture out of my mom's house so she can get new furniture tomorrow morning. And now I'll be back there tomorrow to get the furniture. They're gonna deliver it, so I really am just there for yeah, just standing around in that. You're gonna be a shuffle guy. I when they put it in there. The mom's gonna be like, "It's fine, it's fine." But when they leave, they're like. Michael, can you shuffle three inches to the left? That's she says she has the plan down what she wants and how she wants it. I know for a fact I'm gonna have to shuffle here, there, and everywhere. I love your mom, but she's get ready. Again, <laughs> she's still a woman, man. She's gonna. It, it doesn't. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I'm not being sexist, it's, but you know what I mean. They just change the way they do it all the time. <laughs> The fun part of this all, it's her birthday today. So Mama Jenks is uh, 64 today. So oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mama Jenks. Uh, She's thank listening. you. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's been that's been my week. Just craziness bouncing around middle of what we were supposed to get is a winter snow Arctic blast. And we barely got maybe three inches on the ground up here in parts unknown. It was just a snow drift. It was it was whiteout conditions Friday, Friday, Saturday, half a day, Saturday night into Sunday. It was kind of whiteout. It was a whiteout conditions, but it was just blowing the snow around. Like if I looked at the roads, barely anything covering them. I think we may have had two to three inches up here at most. But I don't I know Meadville got hit. Uh, Where are my, you now? I'm, we record on a Thursday. I'm at home. I'm back oh, home. Shit. So. I mean, no, I mean, weather. <laughs> I hate you. I know. Uh, Weather-wise, we're 50 degrees when I last checked. It's yeah. melting. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I checked the weather forecast. It's supposed to be 50s the rest of the weekend. 
Rain, I think, is going to be in there. Wednesday down here. In the Wednesday, I think it is in the Wednesday up here too. But I'm like, what the hell was that? So we get blasted with negative one, five, six degrees up here. Yep. One weekend. The next weekend, it's 50, 60 degrees. Suntan lotion outside, sleeveless shirts. I know I'm going to be rocking shorts. I'm probably going to be stuffed up like a mother effer this next weekend because that's how it goes. As soon as the weather shifts like that, sign in. Everything's complete shit. So, yeah. So you guys, 50s through the next week. But what did you get? Did you get hit hard with snow or no? A dusting. I'll put it at that. Maybe maybe two at most inches. But it, it was just the, the negativity. I mean, yeah. my house, and when I say it was like 60 degrees in here, it, it's cold. Yeah. I mean, we normally, in the winter, we keep it 70, 75. And people, listen, we pay the gas bills. If you're like, Jesus Christ, why do you keep it so hot? Because we have old floors. Mm. Once our floors get cold, pack up and move for the winter. <laughs> because they're, they're like iced over. And so we keep it warm. So it got down to like 60s in here. I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible because the basement isn't heated. I'm not going to put anything in the basement. There's plans to, you know, shuffle out of Ridgeway here soon and da 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 da. So we're not putting a lot into this house anymore. That's right. it. We're done with it. So it was cold. Like it was just like double blanket at night cold. And I'm sleeping yeah. downstairs with two blankets. They're upstairs. The dog's paws are freezing outside. So. It was so damn cold. Ethan's carrying Miggy in because it was negative ass degrees outside. His paws started to freeze in the snow. My, yeah. Bailey. So ba- this was the whole thing. Bailey, when I go to let her out, leash is frozen. Clasp is frozen. It's not going to shut. It's not going to open. Can't do anything. I resorted to getting a big ass lighter and was just sitting there warming it till it popped. <laughs> Then you can only get it halfway open, but it's enough to get it around the ring. So I'm like, all right, fine, done, good. This dog runs outside, starts rolling in the snow and just gallivanting about. I'm like, dude, it's negative one. Get your ass back in here. No, she's bebopping around, does her business. Then she comes in. She well, now ski all of a sudden. Yeah, pretty much. And then oh, without the screaming and yelling of a husky. But then it's so cold out that the class freezes again. So now it's attached to her collar. So I have to undo her collar, get her in the house, do the lighter thing again to pop it off the collar. And then I'm good for, the the, for another four hours. Put the collar back on her another four hours. She had a sweater on. And I'm like, I swear to God, because I also bought and recently just bought her an air tag as well. Now, she's microchipped. But when I start doing things in Meadville during the summer with my girlfriend and her family, her mom's fence line's not that high. So if she pops out, I want to be able to track her easier Eight than. 50. Yeah. So I bought her an air tag. And I'm like, I swear to God, if this air tag freezes up and doesn't work after this goddamn winter storm, after you. two weeks, I'm like, God damn it. Just spent $30 on this thing, but it still works. Yeah. She, she was having the time of her life. She loves the snow. She will go out and try to eat it as she's walking. That's Max. Yeah. Maybe, so Maggie's over it. You know, being oh, yeah. that his birthday is January 1st. So, you know, in two days as recording, but like tomorrow when you guys are listening to this, maybe you'll be 10 years old. Done. If it's, <laughs> if it's below 10, he's pissing as he walks off the porch, doing the <laughs> turn and walking right back in. 
<laughs> he doesn't need any of this anymore. No. Max is all about the same way Bailey is. Yeah. Let's roll around. Let's be an idiot. Let's eat it. Let's, yeah. Do whatever. Yellow and mellows, whatever. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So Christmas overall, good. We couldn't do presents, presents likewise. So the family kind of contacted a seller for me. Okay. And because we were going to go shopping uh, like two days after I got sick, but that all got squashed. Spent a little time together, me and the wife, and do some cool things for the son. So once I got sick, the wife and the mother-in-law... And the son decided we're going to contact somebody and go nuts for Mark doing what Mark would like. So, Hmm. no, you guys can't see them. Jenks will. And I've already hung a couple up, so you should realize what I'm going to talk about. Um, Okay. We got uh, a Rusev day. Oh, fantastic. That's a good one. We got... (laughs) In a fucking jean mask, nonetheless. Statlander? Oh, that's a cool one. Uh, Darby Allen? Oh, look at that. Okay, nice. My black man, and white, too. That was black and white. My man crush is already hung up. Sammy Guevara. One of his first times when he came out in AEW with the panda thing on. Oh, okay. Ooh, I'll show you in time. I yeah. will. Uh, I you knew that one was going to, that had to be instantly framed. Boom, put away. <laughs> and I got a Dakota Kai already oh, made nice. the women's wall. Uh, as I look, I think that's it until we get to the creme de la creme. You just made the fucking list. The list? Oh my God. Jericho with the list of Jericho. Oh. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and Doink and Dink. That was the other one. <laughs> I think the guy just threw that one in to be an asshole. But, yeah. Uh, so I, I have done so, some rearranging over the last couple of days. I took some down. I really wanted to make sure my man crush got put in. I don't know where I'm going to put Jericho. There's like just... Shit's going to be awry over here for the next couple of days until I figure out where I'm going to go. But I had to get Sammy up. Yeah. I don't because blame Sammy's you. Sammy's not like right underneath Ty. So oh. I had to put those. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So that that was kind of like my Christmas haul. Nice. I guess that's the best way to get awesome autographs is to get sick. <laughs> let's i advise never to do that again but okay right, right. yeah i just <laughs> waited for these but you know they're like we didn't know to get you so we looked around and we knew you like this person this person this person so they went with it and i'm glad it's actually rusev than miro yeah because miro's time yeah. is coming to an end i think yeah i don't think he's lasting too much longer but how about your haul my haul, not as exciting as your haul. Uh, I got my official old man gift of an electric carving knife, so I have that now. So I I had way too much fun at Thanksgiving. Uh, that sounds like an amazing thing to play with. Listen, I had a lot of fun with it at Thanksgiving using my brother-in-law's, and then again on Christmas Day. And then when I got my own, I was so excited. It was, it was pretty uh, – I reached that limit in my life. Um, I got a bunch of other stuff. 
you know, some Beatles. I got a record clock from my sister that's Beatles. Uh, so basically, they took the Abbey Road album and cut it into a record. I'll have to send you a picture of it, but it's beautifully done. It's a clock. So it's a kind of clock face in the middle of it, Abbey Road behind it, and then it just says Beatles on top of it. So it's pretty nicely done in that. Yeah, so I got that hung up in the office with a Magical Mystery Tour metal sign in that. My cousin made me, because he's big into woodworking. Uh, I'll throw it out there, Jenks Woodworking, fantastic. He does great work with flags and everything like that. He actually made me a home plate. Oh, with, oh. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. He made me home plate with Tampa Bay's logo on it. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, give me a second. I'll go sh- grab it real quick. It's on the wall. As he goes to get that. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, we hope you had a great, a great Christmas. Um, I will say this as he's bringing this in right now. I'm slightly disappointed in all of you. And we'll get to that when we get into the second segment. So just realize I'm disappointed in Can't Crush Your Nation. So go ahead. He's not mad. He's disappointed. Yeah, I'm a dad. Yeah. Oh, man, that is awesome. Yeah. Now, he made... I I love that the colors are just there. Yep. Yep. He made uh, actual flags for the football team. So he got my brother-in-law... Uh, a Browns one. He made made a flag out of it, and it uh did the Browns logo on it, and then he did a couple other ones like that for everybody around the family, for all the guys around the family. So those turned out pretty well. Um, and then you know I got a bunch of other stuff, but I think the biggest one I kind of liked it was a you kind of like, you hated all the other ones. <laughs> no, I loved them. I loved all okay. my gifts to be honest, but this one was more of a it wasn't a Christmas gift. It was, hey, thank you for helping us out throughout the year because I do a lot for my sister in that. Uh, they actually, and because I hand shovel everything around my house, they bought me an electric snowblower Giddy to off. use. Yeah, so it's a nice little mini one. It's pretty nice. Uh, they didn't have to do that, but they wanted to say thank you, so that's what they did for me. So, How'd your brother love everything that was dropped off at your house? That's a story <laughs> within itself, right? Oh, my God. Well, we talked about that story, too, because everybody remembers the Blackstone story. So we regaled uh, everybody on Christmas Day of how everything was dropped off at 610 in the morning at my house. And I had to load it in by myself. He was laughing hysterically. Um, but he because he didn't have to move a fucking thing. So he didn't right. care. But wait, yeah, wait for him. Oh, exactly. I had to load it back up in the truck, take it to Jess's, my sister Jess's house, unload it there. And she's like, oh, thanks for doing that. I'm like, well, I didn't really have a choice, but <laughs> it's all good. But he loved it. He appreciated that. So uh, he was a big fan of it. And I don't know where he's got a whole patio set up. So I'm guessing he's going to it's going to make the patio of grills that he has going on right now. The patio of grills. He's got a regular grill. He also has a turkey fryer basically that he has stored out there they have a hot tub it's basically a nice little party area that they have so this is just going to be added to it i believe so it'll be the patio of grills yeah fantastic yeah so so there you go folks you're caught up yeah that's what we've been doing nothing much Death the christmas to <laughs> basketball games there's our two weeks 
I think uh, if it wasn't for the Crushy Awards, I think that would be the name of the podcast. It really would. (laughs) In basketball. (laughs) All right. So you guys want to know why I'm disappointed in you? We'll tell you right now before we go to our break and start the Crushies. I'm disappointed in all the longtime listeners. Guys, we haven't changed the way we've done the crushies in five fucking years. <laughs> you call in. Well, first of all, we tell you the you guys even had weeks this time instead of like a day and a half. We give you the categories. Wrestler of the year, women wrestler of the year, tag team of the year. Blah, 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 blah. We give those to you. We want to hear your opinions. You guys did it great last year. We had like, what, six or seven people call in? Yeah, six or seven. We went through the entire list. They were yeah. great. Full we had list. Emails. And we had Cody give five calls. I mean, last right. year, too. It was last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if, if you're a new listener, I'm not throwing shade at you. And if you just wanted to call in and say, because I got a lot of these. My favorite wrestler is T Gaines. I want to vote for her. I want to vote for Shelby Waters. I want to vote for Jock Sampson for interview of the year. I want that's cool. You guys all give me one offs. I wasn't going to play six one offs. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wanted, you know, two, three minutes. I would have played two and been happy with it if you guys would have. But we so screw yourselves. All of you. Disappointed. Then I'm mad at you. Disappointed. Remember this for next year because we're not changing our way. <laughs> it's pretty not, simple. Yeah, it's a simple <laughs> concept. Here's the categories. Tell me who you think your wrestler of the year is, your women's wrestler of the year, your ta- and you get three minutes on our show just to ramble. You didn't do it right. You didn't understand the assignment this year. I don't know. So nonetheless, Jenks and I will cover this. We'll have fun. Yeah. We're sorry that we're not one on video yet, because that was kind of our hope, but that went to shit. And two, popping bottles, because that also went to shit. <laughs> Appendix is blowing up or just something that messes up the world. So we don't care. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get to this whole concept of you know us changing it and changing the wrestling world and having fun. So let's get the garbage out of the way, Jenks. All right? Let's do it. You can listen to us on Spotify, in, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, da, 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 everywhere podcasts are. You can listen to us. Like, subscribe, do all that cool stuff. Rate us. Tell us how much you hate me, you love Jenks, vice versa, whatever. Give us five stars. Continue to do this all year. Share our podcast. Tell people about us because we like to grow, and we want you to grow with us. We want you more on our show. That number is always out there. So call, leave us messages, do ask can crushers more. If you want us to do a weekly question, that's cool too. 8784-299-6687. That's the number. Call in, do all that. Reach us on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All of those are places that you can send questions. Cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Send a question there. Interact with us. Do all this. We'll make more for you just do it 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 really is just that easy right it's that simple that simple that easy so many outlets (laughs) anything we don't care post a story i do i apologize we had like five or six 
great ask can crushy ask can crusher questions. My God, too many. Questions. <laughs> they're, they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> we had like five or six great ask can crusher questions, along with a couple other random sprinkled in. That was going to be a great show. <sighs> Resend them in. We'll do another ask can crusher soon, but we have to do the crushies today. This is legit the last day of the year. It so, is. Yeah, it has to be done. Have an end of the year show. <laughs> so it makes sense. So save those, send them back in. We'll be happy and fine and dandy. Um, Collar and Elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, all the cool stuff that Collar and Elbow has. Use the promo code AS. Holy fuck, Mark. <laughs> we haven't done a show in two weeks. We haven't. Use the promo code CAN CRUSHERS. All one word. Capital C and CAN. Capital C and CRUSHERS. You'll save 10%. Screw it. Here comes Al. We'll be back, and we're going to start with last year's predictions, how bad we did, and then this roll into more and more and more. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Everybody, this is Gilbert, WWF's longest landing light heavyweight champion. You're listening to Can Crusher's podcast. The best guys there are out there. Welcome back to Can Crusher's Wrestling Podcast. Mark the Mark alongside Sir Michael Jenks. Are we ready? Because now this is a legit the Crusher Award show. We have to be ready. I think we've waited a whole year to do this. Let's do it. Along with an extra two weeks. <laughs> All right. So this is something. This son of a bitch of a co-host just told me he knows all my crush awards because I saved it to save in the shared file that we have. So there goes the surprise. So he wins this. But go ahead. I will say I only looked at some of them, not all of them. So we'll just go that route. But he didn't do any homework. So he doesn't know his bold predictions for 2022. I have, I don't, I didn't read yours. I have some. No, 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 no. Oh, for this year. I got you. Got you. Okay. Got it. How bad you did on those. Oh, I'm sure it was horrendous. And how bad I did on those. So let's go to these first. And now, wait a minute. Wait, can I say something? Was it as bad as Morrissey winning the WWE title? Close. Oh man. Damn it. But. You were right on some. Oh, okay. You aren't that bad. I'm joking. I think I'm that bad. Excuse me. The liquid death. By the way, that is like my new favorite water right now. I've never tried it. Is it good? I I don't know. I've heard of it. Sparkling with a little bit of like CO2 added to it. it, Yeah, it's. Okay. It it gets that pop feel. Don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. I love pop, but I know it's not good for me. Yeah. So it gives you that little bit of a. Kicking the 
gonads. Yeah, okay. I was going to say kicking the nuts, so that makes sense. Right. right? Yeah. So I'll throw both of us under the bus since I have <laughs> on the on the Let's do it. in front of me. One for you, one for me. All right. Your first was Braun Baker. Braun Breaker will be main event status by Survivor Series. I'm still surprised by that, but yeah, I guess I guess they needed to hold down NXT, so I get that. Yeah. Um, mine was Tessa will be an AEW. Okay. Yeah. So we both lost. Yeah, we saw how that worked out with Wow and her relationship yeah. with Wow. And that was yeah. actually my big selling point that she's back <laughs> in Wow and. Oh, uh your next one makes perfect sense and it went well until you added a caveat to it ah shit what one was it jade cargill will go undefeated for 2022 and have both titles to end the year that is right well i thought they were going to be starting that push to push you right into it but now we're learning they need to get her to 50 wins, it seems like, before they even get to that point. So, Mine? Thunder Rosa will be AEW champion at some point. You were correct. Ah, <laughs> and strip. No, I didn't say it. <laughs> but, yes. So, so far, so good. We were huge, because I, I agreed with you. I, I didn't... You did it, and I agreed 100% with you on this one. So I kind of, it's a knock here. Sonya will be a champion by the end of this year. We were both huge on her at the end of last year. I'm still huge on her. It's just they don't seem to have a plan for her, or they don't want to push her. I don't know what the deal is with them. I still think she can be a champion in that company. Maybe even in NXT, but we'll see what happens. Mine was Chelsea will be all elite. Chelsea's going back to WWE. WWE, yep. So, we both said this one. Again, you said Champa and Roderick Strong will be all elite. I piggybacked that. I didn't say anything about, because we both made this prediction, like, simultaneously. I said Strong will be, because... It was just then Fish had come over and Kyle had come over and like Marina was there. Yep. Yep. We're like, they're running with this. Uh, yeah, that didn't happen either. <laughs> I think that lost team when Adam Cole went down with the concussion. I, and I think once that happened and this isn't knock against him getting injured. It's just saying once you lose that pivotal piece of it, what's the push? You know right. what I mean? Because then everything started falling apart with Bobby Fish, and now he's, I don't know, doing I, something. I also hurt. We're not sure if he's coming back. Yep, exactly. So <laughs> We don't know what's up with Adam either. Yep. Don Minos have fallen, and unfortunately, the pieces aren't in place right now. So there's no way Roddy's coming over. The only one looking good is Marina. And that's subject to opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here was your big one. Okay, this was your big one. Bray Wyatt will remain unsigned. He doesn't need pro wrestling. I thought, hey, he was what six movies in six months. He was going to do six movies in six months, and technically, he didn't sign until about end of August, weeks ago, right? It feels like it. 
Right. And you know what? I am perfectly fine with being that wrong on it, that he's back, because I love that he's back right now. We had a great two-month run where it was with all those stupid QR codes and everything like that, trying to guess what was happening. I'm sure we're going to be talking about Braymore. I feel like I feel like we will be. Yeah. And my big one. Mm. Vince will sell WWE. I w- you're close, right? <laughs> you're in ballpark range, <laughs> right? Because we were like, it's going to be Disney. No, it's going to be HBO. It's going to oh. be Jenks Department Store. It's going to be this. Right. It's going to be that. Like it was the big talk. We didn't know that sexual allegations would be the one buying Vince out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, he fell. I get half a point at least. I'm I'm giving you half a point. I mean, he's out. He's no longer there. Despite whatever reports you want to hear over the past two weeks. Yeah. There's no way those are true. I don't think that's happening, but it is what it is. I would be disgusted. disgusted. The other report that said, hey, he's coming back. And then another report said, oh, wait, Rita just said it was actually more money that she's been asking for. Like both of these reports came out the same day. Vince is coming yeah. back. No, Rita had now talked about. I don't want to use the word R. Yeah. So let's just sexual allegations, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know where I'm going. Like, it's just more and more that, yeah, it's not going to happen. I I will make this statement here, and it might lead to me having to leave this podcast, but I would not watch WWF, WWE again if Vince came back. Because I think that just shows a lack of character fully within that company, and I could not support that at all. Listen, I, I agree with you. and. In time, he will be in the Hall of Fame. Right. If he goes in this year, I think there's a royal, royal kickback to all of this. I don't think it behooves anybody at WWE saying, hey, these allegations aren't done yet. Uh, Let's put Vince in the Hall of Fame this year because it may be the biggest one before his health goes downhill or whatever. I say if you want him in the Hall of Fame, and I'm not saying this out of spite or anything, you wait five, ten years, or post-life, you put him in. I was thinking the same thing. Didn't they do that with Vince Sr.? I think he went in. Yeah, I don't think they had a choice, because by the time they did the Hall of Fame, I think he had already passed. But I I think that's how... This should go. I, I completely agree with you. He should not be anywhere close. You do not have the PR team in place to put Vince McMahon in the Hall of Fame this year yeah. or next year or even the year after that. This is I personally think you don't touch him as a Hall of Fame member until he is long and gone and resting somewhere in the ground. That's when you put Vince McMahon in or touch that with a 10 foot pole. Agreed. This is not done. This allegation isn't done. You know, I I think more and more it's going to continue to get out of this. And I know we talked about it in in depth almost 
the, the couple weeks or a month that it was really heavy. But listen, more and more is going to continue to trickle out. It, it, it's just it's going to be an ongoing story. And it's yeah. one of the biggest stories of the year. So we have to kind of listen. It's a fucking year end review show. It, yeah. Vince has been out of wrestling now for six months. It's huge news. Yes. Yes. So that was our bold predictions for 2022. Bold, not beautiful. <laughs> We're not a soap opera here. <laughs> not a soap opera. All right. So we'll do predictions for 2023 at the end, like we mm-hmm. always do. This way it's easier for Mark to find them next year. Uh, I don't know where you want to start. I I actually want to start at one to kind of knock it out of the way because you're going to give me hate about it anyway. Well, let's start with that one. I don't know which one it is, but let's start. It's the Can't Crush Your Interview of the Year. And okay. You know, I'm yeah. going to be cheesy about this. They're all yeah. my kids. Okay. So I wrote down a little, you know, Cherry, Butch, The Mass Saint, Mosh, Ringside Rain, Jenny Santana, Haley Shadows. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to come off mean, to even Wednesday's Jesse Beeler. Jesse Beeler's means so much to me that I had to move him twice because, listen, I'm going to play this up for probably two more weeks, that I could have been dead. So yeah. that was like my comeback one. And it was it was his first, and we had fun, and we talked about it. There's just so many, and I, I know I miss Jada and some of the other OVW girls. I can't pick one. So if you're going to shit on me and say it's the easy way out, I don't care. Give it to me. It's the easy way out. I love them all because they're all a different story. Yeah, I completely get that. Would you? We had a conversation a couple weeks ago because I said the ones that I participated in, I was contemplating not bringing into my list. But at the end of the day, that Mass Saint one I thought was one of the best best ones of the year. I included that in my list. I also I like the Vin Vinnie Barry one. I enjoy his oh, the books and Barry. I gotta I gotta promote it. But I that was gonna be our next commercial, by the way. Was it? <laughs> I have it saved. Perfect, perfect. Uh, my other one because I picked three. Vet Adams was a great interview. I think early on this year. I uh, that was a really great story told throughout that whole episode. So I included that one as well. But the list you named, there's so many good ones. Cherry was honorable mention, actually, on my list because I enjoyed that one, too. But I get it. You can't can't play favorites, Mark. You got to. I can't. You can't. You can't no. play favorites. So I get that. This is the one. If there's one that, you know, I really like the participation from Can't Cross Your Nation. It's this one. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of tells me what they like hearing then from the interviews. Yeah. But since nobody fucking called in or voted for <laughs> a Can Crusher interview of the year, disappointment sits on my face. So, uh, to all the wrestlers, everybody that have been on for the spotlight shows and yeah. that, and everybody except Vinny Berry, thank you. <laughs> I love you, Vinny. He is like Santa Claus. He'll be back to talk about his Block Bart book next year, and we'll yeah. have fun again. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. 
since All I right. made you do that when you can go next. Hey, yeah, make me do it, but I'll... Where do I want to go here? I mean... I mean, let's save go... the big... I mean, legit save the big ones, like... Well, like, match... match of the year later, tag match of the year later, many and women I'm saving for later. I'm thinking... Return of the year? I think we might want to go there next. All right. So, yeah. we my, three. do you want to go three, two, three, one? Three, we go eight, back and two, forth. One, one. Yeah, three, three, two, two. Yep. Yeah. My number three was Soraya. So, piggybacking it. I agree because it was, and we can talk since yeah, nobody is left that <laughs> we have time to fill in. This was an emotional one for me yes. because it's been seven years since she's been back. Didn't know if she's going to be back. Uh, was it? Listen, the two, the other two, I'm sure were on the same boat. Right. It wasn't the glitz and the glamour. It wasn't a long-told story. It wasn't a family looking to do something down the line. This was just emotional. This yeah. was just I'm coming back, and I don't know if I'm ready to come back, but we're gonna see. Yeah. So it hit my heart. It hit my heart. It was. It always those career ending injuries when they come back, like when Edge came back in 2020, I got emotional because I love seeing that Edge overcame what that neck injury and could do it again. So seeing Soraya come out and getting ready in the build up in what eventually became the match with Britt, I think I was more emotional during the match, but this one was special because we never knew in the trials and tribulations she had. Even between, God, well, I think it was 2019, or I can't even remember when it all started, but when it all started through the recovery and healing process after she had to leave the ring for the final time, it's like, oh, man, we're finally getting what we were trying to get back in 2018, 2019, when she came back for, what, two weeks? Yep. And it was just taken away from her in the blink of an eye. So... It was emotional, and I loved it. So, got to go straight there. Yeah, even with the whatever the hell that WWE Fox show was called. Oh, like, backstage, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even that wasn't enough. You know, she was there in WWE, but it was, it, it just wasn't, it was her thing, but it wasn't what we wanted from her. We knew we wanted a little bit more to see. And we, we kind of had a heart of hearts that WWE was never going to clear her. Yeah. And to that point, when you watch backstage in that, you knew she loved the business, but yeah. she could not fully invest in that show because it wasn't what she wanted to do with the business. So you're and you're you were absolutely right. WWE was not going to touch her I, or put I, her in a position to let her do this. And I think it was because she was such at such a young age when she had that final injury that they were just like, we can't do this. You have so much life ahead. Do you find something else to do or do something outside of that? But Mark, we've seen it time and time and time again, that itch hits you. You have to scratch it. And that is exactly what happened with edge. It's exactly what's happening here. They have to scratch that itch. It never goes away. Uh, so happy she's back and ready to go. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. And then meeting her at, at WrestleCade this year, you can tell that uh, just being able to hug the fans and being around them, like it was awkward, but she felt relief and was so happy. 
yeah to, to be able to come out and do things like that so yeah uh great uh what's your number two uh so my number two was cody rhodes i mean at wrestlemania you have to there there was no other number two here because i think it, wow uh, well, what was your number, number two? Same. Well, our number two is the same as well. So our number so one. So number one's the same then, but yeah. it's. I think it's. It speaks for itself. Cody Rhodes coming back to finish what his family needed and needs to get. It was a beautiful sight at WrestleMania to see him finally return as the star. I think all of us fans and he knew he was when he left six years ago. To see him come back, it was magnificent. In the beginning of his entrance, of there's more than just one wrestling family. Like that hits. That yeah. it's different from, you know, his his kingdom song in AEW, which right. essentially has transitioned into you know the same song in WWE, oh. but they just put that beginning, and I'm like, oh, we knew it. We yep. knew it was going to be Cody as well. When we get to number one, we knew who it was going to be. It was just how they build it up and the glitz and the glamour. They're two within themselves. Yeah. Just different. It was how much buildup do we want? How much suspense? Are we really getting the person that's going to be number one? Or are they going to pull wool over our eyes? But we knew this was going to be Cody. We just didn't know what they were going to do to bring Cody out and also I, I don't fucking care what I said. I think all three of these were done perfectly. They all could be number one. They all could be number two. They all could be number three. Yeah. It's the emotional factor essentially in all of them. So I had Cody screw it ready. We can both say number one together. Yeah. Bray. Bray. It was Bray. 100%. I think the only thing that separated Cody from Bray or Bray from Cody was the buildup. Like for Cody Rhodes, we knew he was going to be the mystery opponent. We knew what was going to happen, but they didn't hint at it. Right. Bray, they played the sick mind games that he's known for, known and loved. The damn QR codes everybody was getting frustrated about for two months straight. This guy. I know you. That's why exactly I why him. I said that. I, I know him. you were done with them after like week three. And because I couldn't figure the fuckers out. Yeah. <laughs> I personally just waited till the video surfaced on Twitter within the next day. So I was perfectly fine with that. But every video played to something. It built up to something. It was secret code. It was beautifully and masterfully done. And it felt, here it goes, untouched or untampered with and purely created by Bray Wyatt himself. And I think that was what was in it. Had no Vince in it. It was perfectly done. I wouldn't be surprised because I think it started within two weeks of Vince leaving. I think as soon as Vince left, we talked about this several times on the show. People were called. Bray was that first call. What do you think you can put together for us to make this work? And it was masterfully done. And then the Harper tribute during the entrance. Everything was beautifully done with it. And I love that they waited to the very end of Extreme Rules to waltz him out so he didn't interrupt anything. Yeah, because that's not what we predicted during Extreme Rules. Exactly. We thought he was attacking this person or he's getting his group to attack these people and there's going to be a mad wave. That's not what we got. We got Bray, the special moment at the end. 
and it fucking hit. All right. Um, let's do a worst. Let's do a worst storyline. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. I'll do my number three first. Okay. The Brutes and New Day. Um, Biggie had just gotten hurt. Yeah. And I understand, you know, it's it's not that Ridge meant to hurt him or anything like that. But then they trickled this match into WrestleMania. And listen, New Day is one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. Yeah. And to give them a, what was it, a two, three-minute match that. was just horseshit. Like, throw them a bone. Give New yeah. Day the win, and they just got, they literally got crushed. Yep. Throw them a bone. You played the new, you played Big E kind of getting hurt. They were in singlets representing Big E. Don't have the match. Do something. Like, I, I just think this was distasteful. Just, yeah. to, it just, so that was, that whole storyline went to shit for me. And I understand it's an injury, but they could have just pivoted and not have the match. They could have also not had a three-minute Vince McMahon win over Pat McAfee either. And gave three. My number three does involve Vince. It involves Vince in theory. That whole relationship storyline. The egg. Absolutely. The egg that started it at Survivor Series last year because of the Rock connection, all the way through. It was dumb. It was stupid. And when Roman came out and said, your daddy's not here anymore, I popped and had the biggest smile on my face for three days. Nobody could have probably answered it. Why you have a smile on your face? But I laughed because it was the dumbest storyline ever. And I've never seen. I, I just didn't understand what the point of it is. It's like they tried to recreate the Drew McIntyre chosen one storyline from 10 years, 12 years ago. That didn't even go over well 12 years ago, so I don't know why we're revisiting theory with it this time, but it, it was just abysmal, and I had to I had to make it number three on my list. My number two, people are like, really? If this is your number two, what the hell is your number one? <laughs> we got three months of Bob and almost. Oh, my we God, yeah. Reviews at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. We- did nothing for either of yep. them. It, it brought Bob down a little bit. Uh, almost just ended up actually just with MVP out of the whole storyline, which. Yeah. yeah. Even, are they even around still together? I don't even know anymore because I haven't seen MVP in a while. Yeah. So. So Bob and almost number two. I, I don't need to get any deeper into that. No, you and don't. It's not Bob. No. We got three months of that. That was rough. I will say I kind of sectioned that off and compartmentalized that. So it did not make my top three list somehow. I don't know how. Well, number two, and you probably, people are probably be like, well, then what the fuck's your number one? Because my number two was the 24 7 marriage drama title BS that they had going on for what, what, that had to have been like six weeks, whatever that was. I think, Taz- I, depart- I think I put that. Yeah, in the see, you put that one away. Tazawa. Thought about that. Tamina, Dana Brooke, I Reggie was there, who's now scripts in NXT. But yeah. 
I don't even need to go into detail no. on that. That was abysmal in its own right. Ready for some hate? Let's see what it is. Let's see your number one. Ronda Liv. I went... Even with Liv winning it one time, having it for like three weeks and losing it right back, you heard me bitch all fucking summer how Liv is... She shouldn't be an underdog champion. That championship... Listen, if she gets it at WrestleMania, if she you know somehow rolls back around and gets another chance... She gets her comeuppance. This was a horrible championship reign for her. It did nothing for her. Nothing. Yeah. And then trickle it back to Ronda, and you're seeing the classics that Ronda's having right now. Boof. I think Ronda is hurting Liv still to this day. Yes. 100% 100% agree. Um, you're absolutely right. Ronda has brought down people. This was not my worst storyline between these two, but you're absolutely correct. Liv completely hurt by this whole thing. It didn't... The SummerSlam fake the finish at SummerSlam ruined it. Ronda can't carry things. Liv's not at that position to do it to help her get through that yet. Love live. She's going to get another title run at some point, but she was not in a experience wise in a position to carry Ronda in a rivalry. My number one is somebody that was experience wise to carry Ronda in a rivalry. And it was still absolute terrible. Ronda oh. and terrible Ronda Charlotte, that whole feud, no great match. It just was, it was, I think it came at a point where we wanted, and I think the entire world wanted, Ronda Becky to get it done and get it over with, but they forced Feather Charlotte again. Yep. And because of that, now I'm not saying this contributed that Charlotte's injured or Charlotte not coming back. We haven't seen Charlotte since this robbery. WrestleMania relapse. Relapse or backlash or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That won't be the last time we hear that one. Spoiler. But <laughs> I will say uh, that whole rivalry is just complete, utter garbage to me. It's, I could not get invested at all. It's and, funny that Rhonda is in both of the worst storylines. Listen. Yeah. You want me to you want me to shoot right now? Besides Jenks knowing that I was going to die, we haven't spoken in two weeks. And yeah. I'm being mean. We haven't spoken. We're like, no, we haven't. Have your shit. I have my shit. Let's go. Yeah, it's funny that, Ron, that we have both Ronda. <laughs> one that you know Charlotte carried her. She did, but but Ronda screwed it up. Yep, and they wanted to see if Ronda could carry somebody. No, oh, because Liv's not ready to be carried or to carry yet. Yeah. Liv just doesn't have the experience under her belt to carry a storyline. She's not there yet with her storytelling abilities. But, Jesus. Classic that we both pick Ronda. (laughs) Might not be the last time you hear that name. Probably won't. Uh, Should we do best storyline? Just because we're the worst? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, Best storyline. Number three, I went Seth and Cody. 
I thought this told a tremendous story over the summer, I guess spring and summer. Obviously, it's self-explanatory how great that storyline was. Seth Rollins, master of his craft this year. Cody Rhodes, unfortunately, cut short with the injury, but I feel like we're going to see this pick back up maybe in the new year. We'll see what happens. Who knows what happens with things. But I love this storyline from beginning to where it inevitably ended, including that Hell in a Cell match, selling the peck. Sure. Yeah, we'll probably get back to that one later. But that 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 storyline itself had me engulfed in it. So that's my number three. My number three, people are like, really? It is the slow burn of the whole year until a month ago of Jamie Hayter. Okay. All right. The whole I like year. It. So that's number three. And then becoming champion. And then, listen, the burn is for her and Britt. I don't know, six months down the line. Like this is, it's not all, it's not all AEW. So fuck you guys. It's not all. (laughs) So don't worry about that. Um, But the slow burn of Jamie getting her come up and because I, I don't know last year if we would have predicted Jamie at all, but we we saw it around March. Yes. And then we're like, really Jamie? What? So, yeah. And then we were speculating May is Britt turning on Jamie at in the tournament. They had that wink, that face off yep. her and uh, Rebel. I like it. I also like it because it makes me feel better about my number two. It's not Jamie Hader though. It is AEW centric, but mine went along the same route of the slow burn that was the devil in MJF. MJF. That whole play on words that we didn't think was connected ended up being connected. And that finally burned to MJF becoming world champion at the end of this year. Sympathy for the devil played. We connected. If you were, if any of you guys were in that group chat we had with Cody Hetrick that night at All Out, we're like, oh my God, he said this in this promo. And we were going back and forth and all the pieces were falling to the final reveal at the end of the night that it was MJF as the devil himself. And then the devil wins and knocks out Regal after that. It We're was not that completely right. I know, right? <laughs> but I still lost the six pack that night. But you got it right. So that was worth it. Right. But I that whole thing was beautifully done. Um they worked that to a T. Again, we'll probably hear some more of this about this later on, but this was fantastically done. I thought that was one of the better storylines. My number two, and we thought this was just going to be a two-week, one-week, and then a beating. Sammy getting Usi with the bloodline. Yeah. Like, really, did we think Sammy was going to be the, listen, the hottest thing? And I don't just mean the Usi moment. Right, that, right. That, I just meant, like... At the beginning of this, we're like, what is Sami Zayn doing with the bloodline? This is going to yeah. be, he's going to get popped in the face, thrown out. He's made the bloodline, I'm not saying relevant, but fun. Yeah. It's awesome. It can't miss. So Sammy getting Uzi with the bloodline, number two. That's your number two. It's my number one. Sammy and the bloodline, I have to say this because I completely agree with you. Sammy made the bloodline was starting to get 
I don't want to say stagnant or stale, but it was starting to get to that point where you're like, okay, who's going to do, who's going to dethrone these guys and kind of knock them for a loot, especially when the Usos got the title. But now we got this goofiness of Sami Zayn starting to trickle in. He just fought Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. Who would have thought that this isn't going to mesh? This isn't going to work. And then all of a sudden it starts building and building and he's getting more and more trust. And we're like, okay. And now he's watching Jay and he's, Coined the phrase Usi, cracks everybody in the goddamn ring. And now Sami Zayn's a part of the bloodline, and we're all on the edge of our seats, ready to cry at a moment's notice when they finally do the job and pop him in the face and throw him out of the bloodline. We're all right, waiting for it. We don't want it to happen. But we're all going to be on Sami's. We're, we're, we're all in Sami's corner. Sammy's freaking flag. Exactly. Sami Zayn has done a brilliant job. The whole bloodline development, that was my number one storyline of the year. Throw all extracurricular activities out the window. Okay, so you kind of know where I'm going with this. (laughs) For me, it was MJF and Punk. Like, this, and I know there was some injuries in between and this, that, and the other thing, and it it still could have been a major summer of punk. But for the months that we did get it, the dog collar, the promos and everything like this. Listen, I'm not done talking about punk. Yeah. During the crush awards. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, And there's more to talk about punk because he's FTR is, said maybe he's okay to wave the flag and come back. And that literally just came out today or yesterday with that with the new FTR podcast. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, this could maybe be revisited down the line. I Listen, whatever, whatever, whatever. I said throw all extracurricular activities out the window. This is money to be made. Tony Khan is not stupid. Yeah. Uh, no. For what they did in that month, it had the world by the balls, and everybody was talking about it. Old bastard, punk, young whippersnapper, MJF, MF, and everybody in the world. It was so hot that yeah. it was white. Well, going off of that, I think we were all ready for it at the end of All Out for this match to come up, which I think would have been full gear anyways. We were ready for it. We wanted it. We wanted to see it. And you're right. The extracurriculars derailed that a little bit. There's more to come out of it. There's more money to be made here. It's how you get there in the long run. So, yeah, I completely see that. So. All right. Um, so, oh, okay. Never mind. You good? Other, <laughs> other podcast people are checking in now. Um, Let's go. Let's do overrated, underrated. Okay. All right. So let's do underrated first. Okay. No, because underrated is actually a good one. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do overrated. Let's okay. do overrated. Okay. I'll, it's my turn to go first. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It's your turn to go. Yep. Um, Ronda Rousey, number three. Okay. And if is number three, you know the next two I fucking despise. So Ronda Rousey, number three. Can't I can't wait carry. to hear this can't carry storylines it's all about her legacy in ufc it, it yeah yeah 
listen, when she calls it a day, don't call her back. Yeah, exactly. Let her be on her farm and let her go off into the sunset. My number three, Braun Strowman, because I have seen absolutely nothing that says to me that he's the monster of men and he has anything worthwhile to give to the company at Horrible. this point. Horrible. Yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Agreed. Completely agree. My number two, as I trickle into NXT, Nikita Lyons. Okay. Yeah. You Not know what? Fucking thing. She's got an ass that she drops on somebody. So did Earthquake. Yeah. I, I, I just can't get into it, man. Can I? I totally forgot about her, and that's probably how much I got into that character. I would agree with that. That's actually a good one for the list. I totally forgot about her. Well, that yeah. Yeah, I, but they try, they're trying to force feed her. Yeah, they are. Well, that's I think it's the same thing with Strowman. Yeah, it's they're trying to force feed them as a force of nature, and they're not. You don't have forces of nature. It's the same thing with Omos. There's no forces forces in nature. There was one. It was Andre. Yeah. Let's count two with China because China was a different being all of itself. Outside of those two people, there has not been a force of nature in the company or in wrestling in general that even touched those two in any shape or form. Yeah. And you could, and I'm talking like wonders. Andre's a wonder. China, a wonder. The way she has revolutionized things in a way. She, wonder. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, right. But you know what I mean? They're just, there's nobody even near that like, after that one. Glacier, yeah, Glacier. <laughs> Ken fucking Shamrock. All right. You now, are number two. My number two could get me hate. And I think it might be things that have come up recently. It's maybe it's re- I Riddle. I don't. I just like. Okay. He's had some funny segments. And when he was with Orton. I think it was fine, but the push that this guy has gotten and now everything that's come out, he doesn't bring anything to it. I just don't know the appeal of Matt Riddle. And maybe it's just me. I don't know. You clap for me. So maybe uh, we might be on the same page here, but Riddle, I just don't get it. He's my number one. Is he? Okay. (laughs) Do you want to know my number one? Uh, because I have to agree with everything you just said. So, yeah, yeah I want to know your number one. My number one was your number three, Rhonda. Absolutely. Really? Rhonda was my number one. Yeah. <laughs> For all the same reasons. For all the same reasons. There's just nothing. I mean, Rhonda's nothing without her UFC career. Riddle's nothing without Randy. Like, the only time that I had a glimpse of hope of Riddle was maybe with Randy. And it was still a stretch that I'm like, this fucking guy just doesn't. It, wh- what does he do? Yeah. Like, uh, he's comic listen, relief. I love Logan Shulo uh, from IWC. I love Elias. I, I love Zeke. I, lo- I like. I like. I, I like all that. That persona does what he needs to do. All right. He's a singer. He comes out. He gets crushed in the face. Da 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 da. He's not pushed. He's not lacked. He's nothing like that. They want me to think that Riddle is a force for Roman Reigns. No. Mm, never. Not, no. Never once did I think he was close to Roman Reigns. Never once did I think he was anywhere close to Seth Rollins. And that's not even, an, I'm not trying to knock not Seth Rollins. Knock Seth. I put Seth and Roman on the same plane. There's nowhere close 
he's nowhere close to that echelon. He's a mid card at best, maybe but, upper mid card with Randy. He's no <laughs> fucking Randy. I want no, 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 no. I'm saying with Randy as a tag team upper oh, card. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tag team, it's different. Yeah, but it, listen, everybody's gonna hate me for this. People hate Sheamus for whatever, whatever. Riddle doesn't sniff J- uh, Sheamus's jockstrap, and everybody's like, "Oh, Sheamus is getting older," or whatever. Riddle can Riddle and Ronda, Nikita Lyons and Braun Strowman. Fruit. Yep. It's, go away. it's imagined prestige on all four of them. Yeah. It it that's exactly what it is. We think they could be big stars. And here's the problem. You we, know. we know the fans know they can't be. At least at least between us, we don't think they can be. But there's it's just that perceived and that imaginary prestige that they put on these people that is just come on guys. Be real about it. Yeah. So. All right. So so let's do the underrated. And then um, the next let's do. How about do the underrated and then the holy shit moment of the year, which we forgot to put on the list. And then we'll take a break and do the rest of them. Okay, sounds good. All right. Head with your underrated number three. My number three underrated. We just mentioned him. He's kind of had a resurgence this year. Because of a banger after banger after banger after banger, Seamus is underrated. And I think it's because he was handcuffed with what he was able to do under the old regime. Ever since Vince left, Seamus is fucking going off. Crazy. I love Seamus. I think he's underrated. He's my number three. I've always waved Seamus' flag. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's underutilized. I'll put it that way. That's fair. I like... Um, and I think you're going to agree, Chad Gable, again, yeah. he's not that he's underrated, he's underutilized, but I needed to mention him on the show. So I had to make sure I got his name in this list. Listen, Alpha Academy's not going anywhere. It's not. It's just not a thing. Let this poor bastard just wrestle. Why yeah. can't we have a wrestler in sports entertainment yep. on that brand? Yeah. That's that's a fantastic point. I will wave Chad Gable's flag, and I will because he's number two on my list. Chad Gable, <laughs> I, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> but, hey, Chad Gable, I've talked him up. We know my history in hating the Jason Jordan as Kurt Angle's son thing. I love Chad Gable. I completely agree with you. Just let him wrestle. Let him go out there and be an Olympic-type hero, if you want to call it that. But Chad Gable should be more util- more better utilized and is underrated in his in-ring ability, for sure. My number two is because of spite. And okay. there there's some things that happened over the week. I don't know if you've watched them wrestling or not, and we're not going to cover it or get into right. it. My number two is still because I don't think he's being utilized yet again, and now he's being knocked out and haircut and everything. I still think Wardlow's not getting where he should be yeah. nothing against Joe. Maybe this is the feud that catapult him away from this mid title and something happens, but it, I think Wardlow, even with everybody that's been in and around AEW heavyweight championship, I think he could at least sniffed an eliminator match this yeah. year and he didn't. So 
come on. Especially against MJF. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think I completely agree with you. He was very underutilized. That TNT title reign was horseshit. It was terrible. I think he's due for resurgence next year. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know why they're going the Samson haircut methodology here with this, but hey, whatever. Um, I can see that. He was not on my list, but I do appreciate that Wardlow one. Okay, my number one, I don't know. To me, it's under. she's underrated. She also just got let go. This whole Mandy Rose thing. Mandy Rose has carried the NXT brand for a year. Over a year. She has improved. A great storyline. Great faction with Toxic Attraction. I don't think they understand the key player that they lost in this whole fallout of the OnlyFans or whatever the hell site she's on. I don't think they understand the key player they just lost in Mandy Rose and what she has done to build that up. I think she's very underrated in her abilities. And maybe it's because we just haven't seen them on the main roster over time. I'm glad you brought Mandy up because she's probably my four. Okay. Because what... And this is, I just read this today. They were bringing Gigi and JC up. But they I saw this. Bring Mandy back up. Yeah. They were just going to let her simmer. And the way they, I don't know, uh, the way they did her dirty, we both said uh, two weeks ago or whatever that, you know, maybe it's going to be Roxy that wins that eliminator. And, and then the next night, boom, you know, takes the title. We didn't expect them to take the title right off the bat for Mandy, but this whole only fans or fan time or whatever the hell site it was. Listen, it, this is like a double edged sword and I'm glad you brought it up. So we need to talk. Yeah. About it a bit. Uh, this is a double edged sword. The WWE is having. They they want some of the women to be like Mandy Rose, mm-hmm. but then Mandy Rose does her own thing, and I think there's a little bit maybe having sex legitimately on even if it's behind a paywall, yeah, probably isn't the right thing to do, right? But it's probably not. Oh, you're fucking done with the company. Hit the road. That's not the right thing when you have a star that's making $500,000 in a weekend. Yeah. It's cut. Exactly. Yeah. That I think that talks to it. And I'm, I don't know the decisions that went behind there. I don't know what the methodology or the thought process was behind it. I, I guess if they're going for the PG angle to your point about sex behind the payroll, I guess I get that. But, it speaks volumes when that star and maybe there's just a lot of horny wrestling fans out there that didn't even know she had it. And they just wanted to get oh, it. Fuck, I need to see this now. I need to see this now. I am curiosity killed the cat. Ha ha. And then they go get it. But she was a star. She was your cornerstone for NXT for over a year. Yeah. You can have your opinions about people who have these sites or what they do with these sites. Listen, Listen I'd love to support all these sites. It, it the money adds up. The money does add up. And I can't uh, support, and, so if I can't support one, I can't support any. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm married. Right. I would say my thought process is what people want to do in their free time to make money. That's their own business. I don't care. 
really not impact, impacting my life whatever. But I I don't know what kind of nightmare they thought they were going to get if this got out. She's been doing this for six, seven months. People knew about it. Yeah, It's not anything shocking, but I think it's just going to come bite them. I love the Roxy becoming the champion and whatnot, but we'll see how it goes. Hope, maybe they're in a better position than I think they are. But So where do you think Mandy pops up? I mean, because she got fired. I, I don't, yeah. is, is there a 90-day since she got fired, essentially? <laughs> I can't imagine she's got a 90-day. But to that point, Mark, if you make five hundred thousand dollars in two days, right? Are you, you gonna pop to. up anywhere? No, you, you don't need to. You you probably made your year worth salary, maybe even more, in just two days. She is a superstar. Like she could transition into, and I'm not saying adult movies. I'm saying right. like normal movies. Like, oh, yeah, she's she's a looker. She could be something in Hollywood. She it, exactly. Start with smaller roles, build yourself up. I'm not saying she's going to be on the level of rock, but it's a way to start into the business. She can get there. Oh, she could even do modeling. Obviously, she's doing that by herself right now. Right. But overall, though, I think she's more of a fit for impact than AEW. I will say that. I agree with that because I think that would be the name that impact would need. I think it's a bigger fish for impact that they could utilize and make a lot of money off of. I think she'd get lost in the shuffle in AEW because of the amount of women that are there, yep. the talented women that are there. Impact could definitely use her star power, I think. Yeah. My number one actually comes from Impact. Oh, yeah? Speedball Mike Bailey. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Uh, unbelievable. And you know what? It took me to a WrestleCade. It really did. The match with him and Dax at WrestleCade. Yeah. And then I've been eating everything Speedball Mike Bailey has sent. Yeah, underrated. Littler guy. I know everybody on Impact are like, whoa, you should watch fucking Impact a lot more. I agree. I agree. But seeing that 98% of America doesn't get Impact, <laughs> more people need to see Mike Bailey. So have it be go to WrestleCade or, you know, search up some other stuff. He's unbelievable. He's yeah. unbelievable. So there's that's my underrated. I like it. Okay. All right. Let's do the. We didn't put this one up because me and Jenks were like, oh my God, we're idiots. And by the way, Daniel Spencer said we should have did referee of the year. And I've already told him he wasn't winning it anyway. <laughs> uh, I was going to give it to referee Jess, who just stunned Sami Zayn at a house show right? yesterday. She perfectly executed stunner on that one. So yeah. Jessica Carr. Yeah. Referee Jessica Keith. Carr. That's right. I couldn't think of her last name. Yeah. And then Aubrey Edwards, then yeah. Bryce Remsburg. And yep. then CJ Sensation from IWC, and then um, the the cricket, and then the, yeah, Daniel Spencer. You're probably 100. I, I would also like to say we made sure that uh, Jim Cornette was rolling over in the grave that he doesn't have yet. So, because you know he hates Remsburg, he hates Aud- Audrey, Aubrey, <laughs> he hates them all. Yeah. Aubrey, he hates them all. <laughs> Mike Knox. Yeah. Mike Knox. Is, is it Mike Knox? Yeah. No, that was a wrestler, Mike Knox. What is uh, Knox's name then? He, there's a Knox to reference. Yeah, it's uh, damn it, it's the ball. He's Mike. It's a, it's the bald referee it's from Knox. It, his last name is his Knox. name's Knox. I cannot think of his first name. Yeah, All right. but still, any yeah, yeah, yeah. referee besides Daniel Spencer <laughs> is Jim Cornette. 
<laughs> All right, let's do our holy shit moment of the year. Then we'll take a break and then come back with like the bigger ones. Pay-per-view of the year, worst pay-per-view yeah. of the year, match of the year, tag team of the year, and all that. All right, is it me? Yeah, it's you. Yeah, it's me. Okay. We'll see because this was added late last night, and we'll see where we both go with this. Okay. Because this is interpretation. Holy shit moment of the year. Number three for me, the whole media scrum. Okay. All right. That's fair. Like, just, I was like, oh, shit. What, like, a lot what came f- out of that. What the fuck? The next week, me and Mr. Galbo were in Buffalo. We didn't know what the hell. Like, that That was, it's still talked about. But yeah. it was very two to three week focused about whole shit. So a yeah. lot happened. So what's the fallout? What's happening? I, yeah. I get that completely. My number three, and this is the, I will spoil it in a sense. This is the only wrestling action on my list for this one. My number three is I'm still trying to process how Darby Allen was not paralyzed, jumping off of a ladder onto Jeff Hardy on a set of chairs way back when, before the whole Jeff Hardy getting fired or suspended or whatever he did. I don't know how Darby Allen's alive. I he just has a death wish, and that to me still hurts me to this living effing day. So that's my number three. I don't think I need to describe that anymore. No, I I wanted to go a lot of wrestling moments this yeah. year. Like, listen, I wanted to put Brock fucking driving the tractor, <laughs> and I wanted to put Darby because I saw some of these. I did relive some of them. Yeah, like other. Um, accounts and sources and everything i'm like oh yeah that should that no that can't be one because there was oh there was a lot of oh my god moments match wise this year via aew couple wwe but the noteworthy things like oh my god so my number two cody leaves aew that's a good one holy shit yeah he was it, and no disrespect to Kenny or the Bucks or Brandy or anybody, but to me, he was the first AEW star that I saw. Like, holy shit. Yeah. He left NWA for AEW. Yeah. The Bucks and the, 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 yeah, but he was my, when I thought AEW right off the bat, it was Cody. Never pictured him to leave. The motherfucker beat up a throne. On the yeah. first pay-per-view. Yep. Money. It's money. It's all, but it's also that pride thing. And he needed to right the wrong of the polka-dotted American dream in WWE, I think. And he had to get, he had to go right that wrong. I like that one. I had it at four. My number two was your number three. It was the media scrum. I, that, that blew up the entire AEW as we knew it at that point in time, because I think for most of us, you know, we hadn't heard any leaks of bad things going on in AEW, you know, here and there, there's a couple things going on, but nobody really was like, oh my God, there's major issues or anything like that. This is, the company's fine. All of a sudden blows up, there's a media scrum between your current world champion who had just won it and your three EVPs that were remaining in the company play on top of Who are your trios champions? Who are your trios champions that just won that night? That's a good point. And on top of all of that, we had heard earlier in the year when Cody left, there was friction between them and Cody anyways. So now it's all, everything blew up. 
Yeah. Dog could have got hurt. We still the, don't know if the when, dog was really hurt or not. Yeah, we don't know if the dog was really hurt. And then whoever Ace Steel or whatever his name was get involved and I think Takazawa. Yeah, Takazawa. Everybody Cutler. Cutler with cold spray was trying to get involved. It, it was a whole mess of people. That that has to be a holy shit moment. You don't see that doesn't happen. But yeah, so that's my number two. So I'm guessing our number one's the same. I think it has to be, right? Vince McMahon retires. Yeah, yes, exactly. And I put quotations retires. Uh, yeah, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, it is. I mean, who in a million years, even when you said that your bold prediction was him selling it, it was, I don't think we, 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 we were thrown at the wind because we thought, hey, speculation, he might sell this because we're hearing things. This, and maybe it's a little biased because that was our first Friday night show. And it literally happened two hours before we started recording. Yeah. And then we were tracking Twitter. We saying, ourselves. The, the whole show. We, we did. We didn't know what to do. We were like, we got to cover this. Like, there's nothing else to do. Because we, we said there's nothing going on today. At noon that day, I'm like, dude, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, four o'clock. Everything. this? Goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> Live on SmackDown. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Unfucking believable. Changed wrestling that we know today. It legit. It changed the last six months. Listen, when we talk about worst pay-per-view, um, I'm sure they're very WWE early in the year heavy. Yeah, I, w- I could probably after August on my list. I completely agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that and there's nothing before nothing after august on mine yeah so hello hello vince time for you to go sexual allegations or not but it's been a long time coming so So, it changed the wrestling world any company it changed yeah all right let's take a break there um vinnie barry sent me a commercial i'm sure you guys have heard it over the last couple weeks but Vinnie Barry wants me to play, again, during the Crushies, he's still pandering for for sales for this book, Pro Wrestling Vault Volume 2. No, it's a great book. Listen, it really is. <laughs> uh, Wrestleville.com, go check it out. Here comes Vinnie to tell you more about the book. And then when we come back, we have a couple more big awards. And then we have our also great predictions for next year. <laughs> Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Vault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson, the Monster Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. Jesus, Billy Starks, and you're listening to the Out of the World podcast of Can Crushers. Welcome back, Can Crushers Nation. It's time. It's, it's time. time. It's Vader it's time. And part two of the Can Crushers. We had to well, throw a little Vader. Part, it's actually part three, Jenks. Well, it's part three, but 
part two of the crushies. We did not get through the second half of our list here. I don't know. That's what I was going with. Anyways, I had to throw great honors to the Hall of Famer Vader this year, who finally got in after being long overlooked in the Uh, Hall of Famer fight. So, anyways, Mark, let's go worst pay-per-view of the year. We led with, we we hinted at it, so let's just go there. Uh, Who starts? I don't care. I think it. I think it starts with me. Uh, my worst pay per view. This might be a little bit of a surprise one. Well, number two. three. Number yeah, three. My number three. Uh, this might be a little bit of a surprise to people, but it was Vince McMahon era. It was the final Vince McMahon era pay per view. It was Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank felt very lackluster to me, probably because of the theory win, the fact that Liv couldn't hold the briefcase more than ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, I and the card itself seemed very underwhelming. Uh, I think that was the one where it was Ronda and Natalia for the title. It just did not live up to anything. So Money in the Bank is number three on my list. Agreed. Uh, that's my four. Okay, that's my four. My number three was Elimination Chamber. That they took over to Saudi. Roman against Goldberg, and it was just, again, they wanted Ultimate Warrior to wrestle over there. They wanted, like, they wanted all the legends, and I'm not knocking this, because, like, the the prince still doesn't know that some people are dead. Yeah. And it's just, if anything, and I know it's probably still a deal, I wish that contract was broken from trips. Like, yeah. Listen, we don't need to go over there anymore. I know you're getting a bajillion dollars when you go there. Anybody stateside could give a fuck about yeah. those pay-per-view. They're on at like 1.30 on a Saturday. Yep. Nobody's watching that over here. No. Live. Live. We don't. Yeah. We don't. We got. We have lives. Yeah, uh, yeah I have college football. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Uh my number two was Elimination Chamber. Same reasons. You look at that card, top to bottom. Bleh. It's blood money. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, at least with Crown Jewel, it was a serviceable card for the most part. Was but it? again, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it could have been better. But I'm not watching Saturday afternoon. I'm not watching live. I'm watching Tuesday when I got nothing better to do. That's when I'm going to watch it. So, I agree. Elimination Chamber 2. My number two was Day 1. Yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about that. It was not a good one. That's why it's number two for the worst pay-per-view. Well, it's a good one for the worst pay-per-view. I forgot about it. <laughs> it, it ruined everything Big E had. Yeah. So, I mean, he had a push. It, it kind of just dismantled New Day. It was thrown together. It was... It wasn't even a glorified Raw or SmackDown. Like, we didn't know much about it until that night. There wasn't much hype. It's just, there's a pay-per-view on January 1st. What? Whoa. Yeah, it was bad. And the quickness of the matches. No, it's bad. That was a good call. Number ones are the fucking same. Go ahead. Uh, I was, (laughs) they probably are. Yeah, I see here. I totally forgot about day one. To be honest, I think it was just that abysmal. But my number one is WrestleMania Backlash. I okay, it's not the same. Mine that was my number one. Listen, 
there was nothing good to come off of this pay-per-view. That cash Sunday night. It was, yeah, exactly. And Ronda Charlotte again, that drug it down. I think this was one of the Omos Lashley fights was on here. Actually, I think this was one Omos won, if I'm correct. It it just was abysmal from beginning to end. There's nothing good about that about WrestleMania backlash whatsoever. And the name sucked. But go on. Yeah. My number one, and this was a tough pill for me to swallow, the Royal Rumble. Both Royal Rumbles were horrid last year. Yeah. It, it, listen, it's my favorite gimmick match besides a scaffold match, which we're, I don't think we'll ever see those again. Yeah. But um, I love the Royal Rumble. I, I know I hated them. They yeah. were just stale. And then, boom, 30. Everybody wins. That's it. Wrap it up. Go. It was just... Yeah. Bad. Yeah. I I was going to say it was my number four. The lone redeeming factor for the Royal Rumble this year, Seth and Roman, the shield attire. Yeah. That that whole mind game thing. Match save a pay-per-view. It saved it for my top three. It's it's at four, but it saved it for my top three. But you're right. I was absolutely disappointed and also thankful I did not introduce Kimberly to wrestling with that pay-per-view. I am, too. So we saved that for night one of WrestleMania, Becky, Bianca, and all that stuff and what happened there. So I was happy about that. But, yeah, Rumble 4, definitely. All right. So we got to go to pay-per-view of the year, then. Yeah, we do. It's very one organization driven. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you can figure out where we're probably going to go on this, but go ahead. My number three, Forbidden Door. Oh, okay. Yep. I, I loved it. I, I loved the cross promotion. It was probably something that WCW was trying to do way back in the day. Yeah. With New Japan. With uh, that Starcade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was just, it was fun. It was we even knowing wrestling in New Japan, we didn't know everybody, but they were like, "Holy shit!" It was just a di- it hit different. As much as Royal Rumble didn't hit, this was mm-hmm. just a different hit, and it was really more of a spectacle than a pay per view for me. Yeah. So that's why it trickles at number three. I like that. It did not crack my top three. Ooh. Um. And I will, I'm going to give a special shout out. Castle Grey Skull was pretty good this year. It Surprisingly was. good. We gave a lot of shit with the name. I know we did. For months. For months and months. And still now we are giving it shit. But it was good. It was a very solid mat, uh, very solid pay per view. Uh, my number three. But still not uh, three worthy. Okay. Not three worthy. My number three was actually All Out, AW All Out. Uh, changing of the guards, we had Swerve in Your Glory and the Acclaimed One, which was a fantastic tag team match. Probably going to hear that again later. You know, we talk about Punk. Mox was still a solid, great match. I know I'm, for some reason I'm blanking on all the matches, but it was a fantastic, it was a great pay-per-view that AEW did. Obviously not as many surprises as they did in 2021 with... Danielson and Cole and all that, but it was right. still very solid, very a very good pay per view. 
nonetheless. So I put that at number three. It did you take any of the media scrum into thoughts or did you kind of pause on it and let the pay-per-view live for itself and the scrum live for itself? I'm letting the pay-per-view live for itself and Thanks. the scrum live for itself. I think those are two mutually exclusive events. The pay-per-view itself was what it should have been. Oh, the whole MGF Gilder thing too. That's that was the big driving force behind that and the play into that. But the pay-per-view itself was done brilliantly. It was, it, I mean, there was, Obviously, those three things stood out the most to me. The scrum is the scrum. It was testosterone, pride, driven anger in the locker room that really drove that and cupcakes. That's what drove that. But now muffins or cupcakes, whatever the fuck puck had. But, <laughs> but yeah, they're two mutually exclusive things. I don't think it's fair to bring down all out because of that media scrum afterwards. And that's why it's number two on my list. So Fair exactly, enough. boom, good. Yep. I'm done with number two. Go ahead. All right. Uh, number two on mine was uh, actually Revolution. I liked AEW Revolution a lot. We had Eddie Jericho in that one. I actually brought up cards for this one. So that was the the House of Black, Pac, Penta. This was Eric Redbeard on this one, but I love that match. Uh Punk and MJF, obviously, the dog collar match, the big one of them all. That was phenomenal. So there were so many good things going on in Revolution. That was my number two. I really enjoyed it. It was a fun pay-per-view to watch. For that reason, that's why it was my number one. (laughs) (laughs) So what was your number one? Well, my number one uh, is recency bias because everything paid off at full gear. So I went AEW full gear. Um, pretty self-explanatory with why that's number one. It was just a phenomenally done pay-per-view. I thought it was really good. Uh, MGF payoff you had, well, even though we had some weirdness go along with the eliminator tournament, world championship eliminator tournament or whatever it was, it was still an awesome pay-per-view. I put it on my list and hater winning the title. I think that deserves some sort of recognition there. I I agree that I had to give pride. Being the mark that I am, I had to give some props to Forbidden Door. And I'm like, man, how do I yeah. how do I get Full Gear Revolution and All Out all on the list? So I had a feeling you were going Full Gear. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So at least all four of them essentially made our list. Yeah. We got the, to talk about them. The one we didn't bring up, Double or Nothing. But I think there's a fair point to that. It didn't stand out like the rest of them did. I think there's a lot of things with M- the MGF Wardlow match that seemed completely off. The rumors that built into that and Adam then everything. Cole's injury, Adam Cole's Hangman. injury, yeah. yeah, everything played into that. So there's a lot of things in the Own Heart tournament payoff just didn't didn't do it. I think for us. So I think that's the biggest key here. But the belts were awesome, and then we never saw them again. Exactly. And it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Uh, let's do promo of the year. I like if it. We're getting to match and tag and all that, like the main yep. thing. Let's do promo of the year. Okay. Is I it, think you're, it's you first. It's me first. All right. Wait, no, wait. It was you first last time, so it's me first this time. All right. Hang okay. Uh, honorable mention, Ricky Sark's MJF's most recent promo. I still say paint thinner and ass. You smell like paint thunder and ass on a daily basis, so that's stuck in my head. Give it to you. 
Number three for me, it's got to be the Usi promo with Roman, the Bloodline, and Sami Zayn. Sami cracked me up with that. The Usi promo, it's living on. It's was brilliantly done. People say it now. It's now T-shirts. Everything spun off of that, and it took the Bloodline and Sami storyline to another level. That's why I'm putting it at number three. My number three is the Soraya being cleared Brit that we didn't know. Mm. We, we kind of poked fun at it, and we kind of were like, holy shit, Soraya, are you good, you bad? Is Brit is good, bad? It kept us not knowing, but we talked about it for a lot. Yeah. The whole I'm cleared one where they just both rip each other apart. Again, it's probably emotional for me, and that wins points all the time. My homegirl, Britt, I've always been a Soraya Page fan. So, yeah, that, that was number three for me. That's fair. Um, my number two, uh, and I did this list earlier today. I put a different Cody Rhodes promo, but I keep going back to his first night on Raw back in WWE. That was so emotionally packed. I have to make that my number two. My original number two, I'll say this to you guys and thinking about it, was on Dynamite. He shot about the TNT title, about creating the forbidden door, leaving for w, leaving WWE, you know, the beating the developmental brand over and over again, and Kyle O'Reilly and them. He shot on them, shot on Brody King coming in and being ballsy, calling himself Brody. That was a fantastic promo. But the more and more I thought about it over today, it's really, for me, Cody Rhodes is at number two, but it's for that WWE the emotional family heartfelt speech that he gave. I have to give that more props here. Cause I think that was a beautifully told story on that first night back in WWE. I didn't say my honorable mention. <clears throat> my honorable mention was when I was in Buffalo, mm. uh, uh, Mox taking the lead. Hey, I'm fucking giving up my vacation to run this organization. You know, yeah. not saying that, but essentially saying that. Yeah. But that's my honorable mention. Um, my number two is getting Usi with it. Like yeah, okay. it, it, it is completely. You said it. It's shirts. It's this. It's that. It's people are getting Usi tattoo now. So it, it's changed wrestling. It really yeah. is probably going to be a word in a, on a bridge dictionary. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's pop culture. It is pop culture now. Yep. It's going to be as relevant as SmackDown is now in pop culture and yeah. in dictionaries. My number one. I think we might have the same one here. It's MJF shoots, baby. Pipe bomb? The pipe bomb. The big pipe bomb, beginning of June, when he went, took fuck the yourself, three. Fuck yourself, Tony Fuck yourself, you fucking Mark, fire me. That whole promo, yep. beginning to end, brilliance done. I think we called it at that point. This was the promo of the year, and nothing was going to touch it. And to be honest, nothing, nothing really did. did. Things popped. Things made you pop, but nothing really touched that promo. I agree. I really want to save male, female tag of the year. Okay. So do you want to start doing matches? Let's do matches. Uh, which one do you want to do? Let's do tag team. Okay. Tag team women and then males match of the year. And then okay. do the same way up the list for the winners. Got it. So it's me first. Yep. Okay. Tag team of the year. Three. Okay. Again, this would have been great if you fuckers would have called in. <laughs> just in case you got over the last hour and a half. Um, 
For me, number three is the Elite Death Triangle number one. It's seven. Okay. Because, dude, there's just so many tag matches. Yeah, what? You're like, oh my god, what? It's that same one. I went Elite Death Triangle six the one that literally just occurred just yes, happened that just happened the, i was what the hell do you call it the false count anywhere one false count anywhere one okay okay do what yours that was but that was my no uh, it was just it, just the lead off with i mean listen do we really need to break these down i'm not being no a, we don't need we don't need to but, but yeah i the whole I, I want we number three could be the whole seven fucking match series, series. Well, you know what? I can already guarantee. Maybe this is a bold prediction I should write down. I can guarantee you, match seven is going to be on. It's going to be on the list next year. Yeah, because I it's it's going to be absolutely agree with this. Asinine insanity. So yeah. yeah, okay. So nonetheless, we both have death triangle. <laughs> we have death triangle in the elite. elite. Just if it matches, yeah. My number two, the acclaimed and swerve in your glory first match. So did I. <laughs> for real? Yeah, for real. I know, I know you're number one then. Probably. What's your number one? Briscoe's FDR dog collar. Exactly. Exactly. There's no, I don't think there's anything to describe there. And the, and the thing is, I didn't. I will tell you this right now. Because I won a lot of singles for matches of the year. But if we really got technical about this, and I don't know if you did. I will ruin mine right now. This could be above some of these other ones. They're on my list for match of the year. But I just wanted to make sure that I got to talk about other matches as well. That's why we made like tag. Because this had happiness, tears, death, yeah. dismemberment. It had every story you could possibly have. By far amazing. Agreed. 100% agreed. And I'm glad we did break this out because, to be honestly, the dog calling match, I'll go out and say it was my favorite match of the year. It was bar none. There was nothing close to what FTR and the Briscoes did that night. I still get goosebumps from half the shit they, they were pulling off, throwing. Right now. Yeah. Right now. It and was it wasn't night, dumbass. It was at 4 o'clock. It was 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That's right. Listen, man, I, I had the Christmas tree on. I was watching it in just the basking in the Christmas tree light. Uh, but it yeah. was so good. It was such a good match. So, yeah. If we went hardcore, like maybe other podcasts do or something, without a doubt, that was probably my overall match of the year. I completely agree. Yeah. And but, I'd probably go on the limb and say claim Swerving Our Glory th- one. Would have cracked top three, I think, for me. Yeah. I, I think the other two didn't do justice to either one of those teams. They were good, and there was poppable moments in it. But it was, they should have, and we said it on the podcast right after uh, the pay-per-view, they should have called a swerve <laughs> during the match and let that pop happen that night. Yeah, because we talked about this. That second, when the second match occurred and the title change happened, we were both like, it wasn't, that was not, you missed the opportunity. It should have been two weeks earlier. 
Yeah. They should have pulled the trigger. All right. Let's go women's match of the year. Women's yeah. match of the year. Um, I think it's me first. Okay. So my number three, I'm going back and giving Thunder Rosa her due, the cage win, winning the women's title. I'm going Brit Thunder inside the cage on St. Patty's Day is my number three. Women's match of the year. I loved it. And I yeah. completely love all of that. That would be four. Because once again, this whole emotional thing. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's fair. Son of a bitches. Britt and Soraya got me emotionally involved again. It, it's a childhood thing. It's I, I don't know what it is. So um, Britt and Soraya, Soraya's first match back, got me. Fair enough. So that's my number three. My number two, I don't think I didn't look at the, your list for this. I don't think a lot of people have it on their radar, and it just recently happened. Jamie Hayter's first title defense against Sheeta was, bar none, a fantastic match between the two, and really showcased well. Hayter showed Sheeta as still a threat to the women's championship and still a threat overall to the division. I thought this was a fantastic match in the way they did this. That's why I loved it. And I would still talk about this probably a year from now and probably try to rewatch this again. I like Hayden versus Sheeta a lot. Mine, everybody's gonna like, holy shit, you guys don't talk about this enough. But then you bring up match of the year. You didn't really talk about it even during when it happened. What the hell, Mark? What, why are you that much of a dick? Again, because impact is not seen by 98% of the fucking United States. <laughs> So when you go back and you're looking for matches of the year and you're you're really deep diving and you're doing stuff like this, the women's first ever Queen of the Mountain match, mm. Chelsea and Taya, Jordan Grace and Tasha Steeles, they're on the X Division. Like yeah. that was some ballsy ass shit that went on in that match and. Again, I didn't watch it live. I've only watched it probably within the last three weeks. Yeah. If you have the chance, and you do because it's on YouTube, watch it. Like, it, it is awesome. I'll have to do that now because I got off. I got time tomorrow once we get that furniture in. So yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll click that on. All right. Fair enough. My number one. I'm, uh, we are on the same page. I don't know. We'll see. My number one, be still you guys' hearts. It's a WWE match. And it's Becky Bianca from WrestleMania. That, are you on the same page? I'm exactly on the same page. And I'll give you your come up here in a minute. Go for it. I'm shocked. Like, as much as we, we love Thunder. We love Britt. Mm -hmm. We love Jamie. We love, like, I'm going to be a dick and say this. I didn't want this to be my number one. I tried in finding something else, finding because I don't, I, I don't know why I didn't want to, but you have to. Yeah. It, it was brilliant. It's maybe because we've seen it before. I, I don't know. And I'm that much of an asshole. But it was everything it needed to be. 
It was everything it needed to be. It closed the circle from the 26-second SummerSlam what-the-fuck moment we were questioning for years, for six months, at six to eight months, however long it is, from SummerSlam to WrestleMania. It was everything it needed to be. The buildup was perfect, and it finally showed that WWE could do long-term storytelling if it actually tried. Uh-huh. And it finally showed that through. It was brilliantly done. And the two women, fuck, they have carried the company through and through many times over. Again? I think we will be. These women, they carried, they carried the company through and through, and they have been cornerstones. I don't think you can, you have the WWE division where it is in 2022 without Bianca and Becky at the forefront. Yeah, even with Becky taking, what was she on, three months? Three months. Bianca carried the load, and Bianca has proven over the course of this year she can carry an entire women's division on her back. Yeah. Literally, probably, and figuratively. But, yeah. All right, men's match of the year. We go first, right? Yeah. No, you go first. I went first. I went first on the women's. Yeah. Yeah, you go first. Me. Okay, got it. Bigo. Jesus. (laughs) Number three was at Revolution. Punk and MJF. Okay. I took Punk and MJF, but I took the match in Chicago and Dynamite. Just four weeks more. It's all in for me. I love the dog calling one, but I think there's a lot of callbacks. The fact that MJF beat Punk in Chicago twice, because remember there was that stoppage and then they picked it back up and then he still beat him again, even with the brass ring or whatever it was. I I love that Chicago one. The dog collar match was great, but that Chicago one got me, I think, more than that dog collar one did. Yeah, we both had Punk and MJF. We have. We have Punk and MJF at number three. I'm wondering if we would have had Punk and MJF at full gear if it happened top higher on this list, but Probably. that's that's should have, would have, could have talk, and we don't do that. Right. Well, we do do that, but hey, whatever. Predictions? Oh. Yeah, what? No, fuck that. All right. Anyways. <laughs> number number two, Cody, Seth, Hell in a Cell. Okay. Uh, two for me, Gunther and Sheamus at Castle Grayskull. Ooh, so this is this is this is big then. This is big because I remember you. You were waving the flag of my number one, and I didn't change it all year. Yeah. So I want to see what you dropped off to get Gunther and Sheamus at Castle Grayskull up. Okay. All right. You either dropped off Cody and Seth, or you dropped off my number one. Well, what's your number one? Danielson Hangman two. I dropped off Danielson and Hangman, too, because Cody and Seth is my Are number one. Are you fucking kidding me? My wow. top My top four. It went from, when did this happen? January? January. To not even being on your list. It went to number four. Gunther and Sheamus. It was a banger. I agree. It was a banger. It took, I, I don't know why, but that match was just fucking great. I agree. Cody and Seth was the combination of that whole storyline, the peck, the focus on the peck throughout the entire match. It was brilliantly done. The polka dots. I couldn't shade it. Danielson and Page, man. 
I had love for it. I rewatched it again. I found a clip, found the story online. It just, it just didn't happen. It was a close fourth. Wow. I, I really thought if, they, if we were going to nail knockheads on, not knockheads, hit the nail on the head on both of them, it was going to be that match. I love that match. I did. But I just love the other three more, I guess. I don't know. All right. No, no hate. No All right. Hate. Tag team of the year. Number All right. Three. Yeah, my turn. Uh, tag team of the year, number three for me. I flamed. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I know you're number one. Everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody knows my number one. Acclaimed right. for me is number three. Uh, Mine's the Usos. Okay, that's my number two. Okay. Okay, so who's your number two? It was FTR. That's my number one. My number one is your number three. Acclaimed. Because of their build. I, I, I'm all for the build of the year. They yeah. are chip. Listen, you, you predicted this. FDR just dropped the AAA titles now, too. Yep. It's fallen off quickly. I'll ask this. This doesn't need to be a prediction. FDR is leaving AEW. They're not getting the AEW championships. They're going back with trips. Yeah. Yep. This is, this is a, I mean... The New Japan titles are probably within a month. When's their January? Something. I think it's technically maybe it said. I think it was like February or something like that. But I think they defend the New Japan in the next week at either Wrestle Kingdom or somewhere around there. So the IWC time. FTR. Usos. Yeah. Tag team match of the year next year. Call it. I mean, well, we had the same three teams just in different orders. So We did. We did. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I love the build. Uh, I mean, who knows? Hopefully House of Black's on this next year. Yep. Hey, uh, quick shout out to Acclaimed with their most recent rap and the uh, Karen Jarrett dig. Got to give props out there. That whole thing was, that was their best one to date, by they, the way. Are we getting... Because literally, literally, a day before, Kurt Angle was asked if he'd ever be all elite. And he's like, no, probably not. Yeah. Well, did we just get marked out and set up for Kurt Angle coming to defend? Well, not defend and, Karen. And, because that's his right. ex-wife. But, right. But just show up and let's have, yeah. let's have Kurt Angle go. I mean, the man is healed now. Just had those knee replacement surgeries or whatever it was this year. He's ready to go. And and Double J is livid by himself. Which, yeah. And, and Karen is a Karen. Which, by the way, listen, she is a fucking sweetheart. This picture, yeah. like, I can't <laughs> on my wall. We'll explain it that she's a sweetheart. She plays wrestling great. And I don't mean plays. She's right. a character, a person in wrestling. Right. She knows how to work it. Oh, yeah. All right. Female of the year. Okay. You're up. Number three, Jordan Grace. Oh, carried, okay. Carried from digital media to, you know, the knockouts championship. She has done so much in impact that I, I again, 
98 fucking percent of America doesn't get to watch it. So when you watch it on YouTube, you don't know what you're you're missing. Uh, honestly, I'd love to see her in AEW, but mm-hmm. listen, Gresham is not coming back to AEW. Yeah, uh, I, I would I would love to see Jordan get more of a spotlight. She's amazing. She really is. Yeah, I I can't disagree with that. But again, I'm in that 98 percent of America that doesn't watch Impact, so. I think that needs to be a New Year's revolu- resolution for myself. Watch more Impact. Find more at least stuff out there. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's really just yeah, yeah. Find the clips. Be into it. My number three. I'm giving props to Big Time Bex, Becky Lynch. Uh, she really carried the division. She helped Bianca really establish her reign, and they had two excellent matches. She went away. And you don't come back as the man and get the pop you did. I got to give Becky Lynch. She's my number three on this list. No knock. I Probably four on my list. Yeah. Because, because of that match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, my number two. I said it was one of my favorite storylines. It was a slow burn of Jamie Hayter. She's ending the year AEW champion. We saw it. We saw it. We saw it. She Listen, she wasn't. Brit, she wasn't Tony Storm, she wasn't Thunder. There, there was like just that slow build. I'm invested into that shit. I'm a 45 year old man. I think she did what she needed to do. She's my number two. That's fair. My number two was Bianca. Bianca did wonders for WWE, set the foundation, carried the division for the year, had great robberies with Becky, Asuka, Bailey, you name it, she did it. I give Bianca number two. Again, I wanted to find a reason, and I hate this, for Bianca not to because she just carried the title for a fucking year. That's yeah. it. And, I, and it's not hate for Bianca. It's hate for the WWE. And I don't mean hate, but it was just like, all right, we knew this was going to happen. She got matches a year. She carried yeah. Becky. I'm not saying she carried Becky because Becky carries everybody. Becky, you know, they, they work. It was well. I had to. It, it yeah. was it was Bianca's division. Like, nobody touched her. When Becky was out, Charlotte's been out. Bailey was away. Without that division, you sure as shit aren't relying on Ronda to carry the women's division. Yeah, very so, true. Bianca, female of the year. All right, uh, my number one female of the year, the build, man. Jamie Hayter is my number one. I had to give it to her. The buildup, for the same reason you talked, it claimed, you talked about the buildup of Jamie. She came out of literally nowhere to steal our our hearts and the yeah. AEW women's title. And then cancel going to WrestleCade. And then cancel going, <laughs> just a spite mark. But it's Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter did everything she needed to. She was fantastic. She's now the AEW's Women's Champion, and she's just going to have banger after banger after this. So I look forward to what she does in the new year. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Male of the year. This is, this is I think, I don't know if we're going to be on the same page here. I don't know either, but I guess we're going to find out. Is it me? I think it's me. All right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Male of the year. So my number three. I don't think it's controversial. Maybe some people do. But man, he really turned things around when he joined the bloodline. I got to give Sami Zayn props here. He oh, carried what? 
I'm giving Sami Zayn number three wrestler of the year. Listen. I respect that. Not he mine. had he had an entertaining WrestleMania match, whether you liked it or not. The stick worked with the entire Jackass crew. He this whole bloodline thing. We're all emotionally invested. He's there. We want we want what's best for Sammy. I Sammy Zayn has carried this number three for me. Yeah, I like it. I I, I don't know why I'd even think of that. Damn it. Um, my number three, Jericho. Okay. Yeah. Without a doubt, and it's probably right after. It's probably gonna give away my number one right off, right off the bat as well. It's right after the scrum, how him and somebody else yeah. took the company and ROH champion, and that was fun for a while. And now that Claudio has it, uh, or whatever. But like it was developing the ROH, and I think that really helped. And then what he did in the AEW after that scrum, and like yeah, Jericho has had a great year from. Anarchy in the arena and all of that. So, yeah. Jericho, number three. Probably one of the best years, I think, to make the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jericho, top four for me. He did not make my top three, but I agree with you. He had a phenomenal year. Resurgence, I think, of his career because he's had a way better year this year than he had maybe in 2021 or 2020 at least. My number two, Seth freaking Rollins. The man carried Raw. He's still carrying Raw. He showed that the United States title could act as the main title for that brand and not lose anything with it. He brought Cody back, had great matches with Cody until his injury. Whether we don't like him, but hey, Riddle, he got some good matches out of Riddle, at least a decent storyline with Riddle because of Seth freaking Rollins. So I got to give props to Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, and let's not forget the whole Shield incident at Royal Rumble, guys. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. Man, reinvented himself and is a master manipulator and of mind games. So I got to give Seth Rollins this credit. Seth is my four. Okay. But what you just said, the counterpart to that Shield. Yeah. Two years, the bloodline. It's Roman. It's yeah. Roman at number two for me. I mean, a lot of people are like, why the hell is he not number one? Well, because you'll find out here in a second. But Roman just continues, continues, continues. And I think he's growing. Even though he's getting time off, listen, his promos are awesome now. Yeah. Like, I don't think we ever would have said that two years ago that Roman has good promos. Yeah. Paul Heyman is not needed anymore. No disrespect yeah. because everybody loves him. He's not needed. Sammy has taken that spot, and Roman is just force-fed, not force-fed, is feeding us more, and yeah, so I I have to give props to Roman. I love it. Uh, he didn't make my list, and that probably gives away my number one, but I love the Roman thought process on it, because, hey, I loved how he, peak Roman and peak, he's so comfortable in his role, when he was mouthing off about Logan Paul, not knocking him out, walking up the aisle way. Yeah. I love that. So, he's I think it was the wrestling aspect. He just didn't have enough wrestling for me to examine it. But agreed. 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 I agree with you there. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I had a look. I did a deep dive. And, you know, the award of having as much as, like, I, I was agreeing with Jesse Beeler this week that the two titles things, like, I'm ready for that to be split up. I yeah. really am. 
And he did a shout out to Cardona having, you know, if you haven't listened, he's like Cardona, probably wrestler of the year. What he did in the independence. Yeah. Like him and Seth were four triggering four and five, because I agree. Cardona had probably the best year of his life. That's true. And I, this is get ready because if I'm going to get hate, it's going to be again, but it wasn't seen. Yeah. It was in GCW, which some people don't know if GCW exists. NWA, he's doing stuff. And unless you have to deep dive to find it, yeah, he did stuff here. You know, I agree. If you're a Mark and you deep dive into wrestling, Cardona had a fucking great year. Agreed. Yeah. But he just couldn't find it. Yeah. So. No, that's a fair point. Uh, my number one. Probably my number one. It, I think it might be your number one. It's John Moxley, Moxley, without a doubt. I mean, the way he has stepped up, he stepped up after Punk got injured, ran with the title in the interim run, had to come back from his freaking vacation, not take that. In and Buffalo, run, pissed off. And Buffalo, pissed off, had to run with the title for three months, drop it to MJF. The whole regal turning on him thing, even though that was short-lived because of outstanding circumstances, Still phenomenal. He delivered on every front imaginable anarchy and arena. The BCC forming at the beginning of the year with Danielson and him. He hit on all cylinders. It's got to be Mox. To this past week of of just beating the piss out of Top Flight. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And not having a care in the world about it either. Yeah. Looking like this was he was just doing collecting a paycheck and fucking people up. Yeah, I agreed. I, I have nothing else to say. That's fair. <sighs> All right. We had a good run. We were close on. We we are on the same page. I know I probably said the same thing last year, but like we weren't that different. No, we like, weren't. We would have been. On, I've deleted mine as I went through because I'm <laughs> a mentally idiot. But, yeah. I th- I think we we changed we changed the order on some of them, and I think it was only one or two that got interchanged out. Basically, but we were basically on the same page with a lot of these. So I was surprised you hate did. Rhonda. Listen, I got to give you props. Yeah, the hate for Ronda were on the same and Riddle were on the same page with. I got to give you props though. The Becky Bianca match and love for Bianca. I know that was. I know. I I know it's the WWE bias, and I know it's the thing about it. But I was surprised they made your number ones. I don't know. I, I'm proud of it. When you. they carry a match, they carry a match. I have to give yeah. it to them. Yeah, agreed. And honestly, I look forward to the next year because I think now we talked about this. We're outside that six-month window. We're finally getting this Triple H visionary stuff coming down. It's going to be fun. And we know there's going to be a, there's probably going to be adi- additions coming in the new year, which might play into prediction time. So why don't we just... Uh, Chelsea Green! <laughs> That's not even a prediction. That's fucking four back. Months. Yeah, and I'm looking at the one I put in here, and I'm like, eh, that's probably gonna happen. So we'll see if that. Uh, so uh, how many do you have? One, two, three, four. I, I brought five to the table. I got five. All right. I actually have six, but I'm lying. I have five. <laughs> All right. Back and forth. Okay. Rock paper scissors. You guys can't see this. This is predictions. Rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. Shoot. Yeah. Okay, I can't. Scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You go. Paper. All right. I won. Um, well, I'm yeah, going to get this one out of the way. You won, so you should be able to pick. You have oh. to pick over a rock. I don't care. Uh, you go first. I'll let you go first. No particular order here. Yeah. NWA closes its doors. Okay. A lot of shit going on with it. Not a lot of great love shit for the going on with it. Yeah, a lot of shit going on with it. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be sucked up by something or if it's, you know, goes back to NWA West, East Coast, North Maple Street, anything like that. But I think Corrigan gets out and, you know, it, it's just. It's just time. It's Yeah. And it hurts because there's a lot of talent that can go places. But I think at some point, NWA, I think they were doing better just on YouTube than on Fight. Yeah. No, that's fair. My number two, I'm going to consider it because you said it earlier in the show. I'm not going to consider it as bold, but I think it's coming. FTR is moving to WWE as the revival. I think we're going to get them back. They were Trips' team. There's been a lot of fun. I got to go FTR. It goes back to WWE. So. This was written. My predictions were written probably two, three days ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I'm not going to change it. But I'm going to change it. At first, uh, my, my thing is CM Punk returns to WWE for one last run. But with the news that just came out that FTR has said, like legit, that came out today as we're recording, maybe a possibility uh, of AEW or something like that. I, I would imagine that would be a go first. But I think Dax is going to speak to Trips when he gets to WWE to say, there's money to be made here. So I'm going to stick with Punk to WWE for I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, a major, major run, but he's going to be back for a couple matches. I, I'll get out of the way because I did it. I did Punk to WWE, too. I think there's too much. I, to your point, there's too much money on the table. Dax is going to put in a good word. And let's be honest, the biggest the biggest reason Punk didn't get where Punk wanted to is gone now. Vince is gone. You can comment about, well, Triple H was involved. Triple H put himself over. Listen, Vince was making calls. Vince yeah. was the one making those final calls. And we've seen time and time again, Triple H has put over other stars. We talked about this golden shovel, what was that, six, seven years ago or whatever it was. It's gone it's been gone. It started going away with Roman and Seth and anybody that he started fighting that was younger than him. Triple H is putting people over to, he needed to build those new stars and now he's completely out of the picture. I think he's, I think bygones become bygones. The old regime's gone. Money. It's, it's money. Fucking thought the ultimate warrior would have came back. Came back. We'll get what's been back. Exactly. Money's to be made. We can put things aside. Punk to WWE. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it, there still has to be a buyout to happen for it to happen. But 
could happen the same time FTR. as FTR walks. I mean, if we wanted to speculate, I'll throw this. Uh, I'm just making this one up on the fly right now. This bold prediction. You want to speculate if he goes back to AEW? That's fine. Maybe it's a trios title rivalry where we got the Elite versus FTR and Punk. Really? Let's that's money. That's, that's money. That's money. It gets you your. You've just take full circle on the scrum. Everybody's involved. Revolution would be a hell of a pay-per-view to do a ride off into the sunset if you wanted to do something real quick. Yeah. And write it off. Agreed. Agreed. So here's my generic one. As yeah. you said, your FTR was kind of a generic one. Yeah. Cody Rose has a monster year. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, unbelievable monster year. Like I think it was last year, and then the Peck. And I yeah. don't know if it was defeating Roman last year, but he was going to Seth into something else and like the build for Roman was still going to happen. Yeah. I think we just didn't get the whole build for Roman. He's still going to win the rumble. Still going to say, Hey, I want one of the titles and I want the WWE title because that's what my dad did have. This fucking universal thing that you have means nothing to the Rhodes family. Yeah. So maybe Roman doesn't lose to maybe Roman does lose them both because he fights both nights. Agreed. I, I could see that happening wholeheartedly. And I think there is a leaked card that said something about Seth for the WWE title. It was weird. It was unreasonable. I think it's all going to depend on if they get the rock involved in the main event. If rocks committed and rock signed on night one's Cody night two's rock. And Roman has to defend both titles. And he's going to lose one, but not the other. And I don't think he's losing to Cody. So I agree with your monster year here. It's bound to happen. They were building towards it. It should happen this year now. And that's that's a generic one. Everybody's like, no shit, yeah. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to go out on one. My next one. Let me mark these as I go. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't have that. Okay. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. We know she's going to New Japan. We know my feeling is she's going to be Soraya's partner at some point. Is it on there? Oh, okay. Here to go. Well, I was taking it a step further, but I'm probably going to regret this like I'm regretting the Jade one. Mercedes is winning AEW gold by the end of 2023. I think you bring you debut her and i think you give her she's going to get the gold that's too big of a name and too big of money left on the table not to put the world title on so i think mercedes is getting a world title by the end of 2023 you want me to go farther than that with this whole thing because i have i have soraya mercedes tag team partners yeah okay yeah i say they have a match against each other by the end of the year. Okay. Soraya has already put everybody on notice. She wants the title. Jamie can have a run for a while. Yeah. Soraya and Mercedes can be buddy buddy for a while. This wraps around to the fucking injury. Yep. Term storytelling that Mercedes helps Soraya beat Jamie. 
Then the turn happens. Remember when you fucking hurt me? Yeah. And then everybody's all about Mercedes. And Mercedes, by the end of the year, is AEW champion. Champion. Yeah. That's a hell of a storyline. Yeah. It, it, it writes itself. It writes itself. Yeah. I like it. We're either both right or we're both falling. Both right I, wrong. I like it. So All right. you're up again. I'm up again. Uh, I'm going to go another champion route. I think, well, my last three are champion routes. But I think Kevin Owens is getting a world title. I don't mean tag title. I think he's getting a world title by the end of the year. I think he might be the one to dethrone Cody when it's time. Like, they're going to give Cody an extended run, but I think by the end of the year, KO dethrones him. Survivor Series or something. Survivor Series, something like that at the end of the year. Yeah. Because I don't think Cody Cody will have a decent run with it, but he's not going to have that long of a run with it. Not the whole year. Not the whole year. I, I agree with that. I have somebody else winning a title as well. We got Eddie Kingston. Okay. The MJF Eddie Kingston wraps <laughs> back around. I like that. I like that a lot. Quick, quick though. Like yeah. It, it may be two weeks to a month. And then something just wraps back around. He gets stripped or we get whatever. But yeah, I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying this is when it's going to happen, but essentially a time frame saying revolution and then St. Patty's Day, you flip it back. You would flip it back. So like three weeks, it's just yeah. a time timing thing. Type it, thing. It, yeah. it could even be what is it, full gear, and then winter's and coming. Winter's coming, something like yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not that because that would defeat my main event for full gear, which I have on my paper right now. Because I think 2023 is going to be the year of Wardlow. And it's MJF Wardlow at Full Gear 2023 for the world title. I think that needs to come full circle. I think the Wardlow, we, they cut his hair. It's whatever. There's a comeuppance for Joe probably at Revolution that's going to be on the line. So I truly think Wardlow's ascent to the top begins. Similar path maybe for Hader, as Hader did. Wardlow getting the world title shot in Full Gear. 2023 that your last one that was my first one yeah i threw in a i threw in a well here's when i i threw in number six as well because i made up one on the spot with the elite versus uh ftr and the yeah i was gonna say how am i on number six when i wasn't gonna announce number six (laughs) number six anyway i will be in the wrestling ring by the end of this year I feel like imagine. Superman now? You get get your appendix out and feel like Superman? I that's <laughs> match. It may be in March. We'll leave it at that. Mm. This is maybe a hedged bet. <laughs> so that, it's not a bold prediction isn't per that se. Illegal? Isn't yeah, it's a, illegal? It, that's like insider trading a little bit here. Right. Yeah. Same. Okay. <laughs> the office. Granton. We'll leave it at that. Fair enough. Yeah. Pay attention. It's in the works. Don't miss it. I need at least one right, so I had to hedge my bet. <laughs> you have a lot of good ones. I don't know. 
I have great ones. What you have, are you talking you have about? A lot of good ones. Yeah. What? I have a lot of good ones. Better for- than last year's. <laughs> I almost wrote. This is horrible. I almost wrote the test that was going to be in AEW again this year. I'm like, no, I can't. You might as well just do it as a running joke. Joke at this. Right. Time. It would be year three. Yeah. It would be the year you don't choose it. She ends up in AEW. So next year. So next year. <laughs> yeah, next year. I love this show. I, I really love. Even with you idiots not submitting it, Jenks and I had enough fun by ourselves. Whatever. I love Can't Crush Your Nation, but I lo- like I wish we could do the crushies every year. I mean, every month. We yeah. Do every year. Yeah. Like it's just so much fun to see how far we're off or how far we're not off, and I, it's back to back years that we're fucking nuts on, and it's crazy. Like we didn't talk to each other since I died and came back, and we're good to go. <sighs> Yeah, we are. I, I can't. Understand your, I understand your predictions. I really do. Yeah, and I get yours, and I can't believe how I, I'm completely in awe at how close we are. I don't understand what fucking wavelength we were on. I know we're children. That's what it is. We, <laughs> we're wrestling children. We love this too much that we just we're on the same page. For so. sure. All right. Um, listen, we'll be back. On January seventh was a normal show. We, we now we have to start watching wrestling again, Jenks. Yeah. Oh my God. What I am know. I gonna do? What are we gonna do? <laughs> we'll be back on the seventh with a normal show. We'll be breaking shit down, still giving you our weekly predictions and how we hate stuff and everything like that. I really mean this. This is a good time. Guys, thank you. Thank you for riding with us all year. Thank you for the love and support. When Jenks has a sniffle, I have my appendix out. We have anything going on in our lives. It's just, if it's one email or a hundred emails, and as much as I'm busting your asses, you guys didn't call in. Listen, I don't care. I love this. You guys listen. The numbers are out there. It's awesome. Thank you. As we head into essentially season number fucking seven. Unreal. Season on the back of a garbage shit. truck. <laughs> I mean, a couple seasons, one and two were kind of were short because I wasn't sure how long I wanted a season. But, you know, essentially year five, but season seven. Um, yeah, really? A, a garbage truck guy talking wrestling and the love and the support's there. And you see it from collar and elbow. You see it from yep. people like Vinnie Barry saying, man, we get sales from having idiots like you talking about our book. Yeah. I love you, Can't Crush Your Nation. I truly do. So thank you. It's the passion that's paying off 100%. We love you guys in Can't Crush Nation. We love you for listening to us ramble on about our daily lives, our shit storms that we got going on, and our love for How professional there's no wrestling. Fucking college football game until 2024 now. Yeah. <laughs> that just gives you more time to watch wrestling. That's all it is, Mark. We just got more time to watch wrestling. So thank you guys so much. For a great year and now we're kicking off season seven holy fuck lucky right. number seven yeah what are we gonna do uh, who the fuck knows we're gonna find out we're gonna go to wrestlecade in november i'll tell you that right now <laughs> remember just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things your garbage can not a garbage cannot happy new year guys make sure you tell your loved ones you love them because you never know exactly